The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. This is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. It's a question of fairness. What fair, fair, fairness? Fairness seems like an odd metric to be used when negotiating. Oh, okay. Yeah. When you're negotiating. Yeah. If you go to the bank and ask for a no. mortgage, okay. and they say, well, it's going to be you know, a 4.5% interest rate, and you go, okay, what's that based on? And they say fairness. <laughs> is, is that an odd metric for yes, you? Yes, Wouldn't yes. you expect it to be based on uh, the economy, uh, their business model, um, all of these things, what, what the interest rates are? Yeah. It's a question of fairness. Fairness. Chris, if uh, if I say, hey, Chris, I uh, I need to borrow a couple of dollars. I'm down. You know, could I borrow some money for a while? And you're like, sure. I mean, I have to charge you interest on it. I said, okay, that's fine. Because it's going to be a couple of years before I can pay you back. And I know you currently have those in investments. And I say, okay, you know, um, what are you going to charge me? And you say, well, let me think about what's fair. <laughs> or if you say, I'm going to charge you three percent, and I go, well, that's not fair. Oh, cool. fair. fair. Yeah. You're loaning me the money. What does fair have to do with the negotiation? That is true. Fair, fair is relative. Fair is what you decide is fair. What I decide is fair. What all players decide is fair. Fair is not a good metric when negotiating. Now, it's nice. It's nice if you say, well, I want to make sure things are fair when it comes to business and negotiating deals. But as an official metric, it's crap. And that seems to be what I get right now from everybody when we're talking about all kinds of things. But the latest is NATO. (laughs) President Trump goes and meets with the leaders of NATO yesterday and calls them out for not paying enough. Good. Here's the thing about that. They don't pay enough. Um, Well, Doc, it's not fair to ask them to pay for more. Excuse me? This is what I keep hearing. It's not fair to ask them to pay more because we have more. Fair? Okay, what? here's the thing. Um, if we were sitting down now and say, okay, we're going to set up this thing called NATO, and uh, we're all going to pitch in money, you know, because we're all going to be allies, so we're we all going to contribute to the, the fund, the, the defense. Okay, great. We all start pitching in money, and these countries go, well, I don't want to pay as much because I can. And I say, well... Okay, here's here's how much you have to pay in. This is the standard. And they go, well, that's not fair. So? If I go to Roos Chris today and I get a big old filet, mm. here's the bill. And I go, well, that's not fair. <laughs> yes. I don't have as much money as John Kerry. Mm-hmm. So it's not fair that John Kerry could go in here and just uh, order and it's not going to make a dent. I mean, listen, can I afford... A steak at Ruth Chris. Yes, I could go in and buy one today, and I'm not going to have to move out on the street. I could keep paying my mortgage. However, it is a far bigger hit for me to buy the steak today than it is for John Kerry. It's not even a blip on his radar screen. John could buy everybody in this building 
a filet today from Roos Chris. Mm. He could cater three lunches in a row, and it's not going to phase him. He and his wife are worth billions with a B. Wow. So is that fair? See, John Kerry is one that brings up this concept of fairness all the time. Yet is it fair he has that money? John leads with what is fair in the world, but John isn't giving up his money. We've heard this debate over and over when he ran for president, when he was senator, when he was secretary of state. John is the bleeding heart leftist who tells you things aren't fair because some people don't have, yet that son of a bitch has billions of dollars. He's telling me it's not fair, but he's keeping his money. And this is the guy who's criticizing President Trump for saying, hey, maybe America has been shouldering an undue burden when it comes to NATO. A disproportionate burden. John Kerry has billions of dollars and is not giving that up today for Doc Thompson to have a stake. He's hoarding that money and telling everybody else, you need to do what's fair. John Kerry blasted Trump on Twitter. And by the way, John Kerry, you're done. Go away. Go out and windsurf today with your billions of dollars. He said, I've never seen a president say anything as strange or counterproductive as President Trump's harangue against NATO and Germany. It was disrespectful, destructive, and flies in the face of actual interests of the United States of America. President Trump makes public adversaries out of friends, turns our adversary who has been attacking America's democracy into his flaw, fond over ally. Why? What? <laughs> Donald Trump called out Germany's reliance on Russia. They are going to be beholden to Russia for their energy needs. Who do you think is going to control Germany? All Russia has to do is we're going to charge you triple now. Is Germany going to stand up to them? And if they ever did stand up militarily, who's involved? The United States because of NATO. Because of Article 5 of NATO that says, hey, one of us goes to war, y'all go to war, sorry. That is the binding part of NATO. That is the meat. That's the substance. That's the whole point of NATO. So if it ever does go down and Germany ever stands up to Russia because they've created that pipeline now and they're going to basically control all or most of Germany's um, energy needs. And remember, Germany backed off on nuclear a little bit. Mm -hmm. They used to be big on nuclear, but after Fukushima, they oh, we're going to rethink this thing because they're a bunch of green nuts too. So they backed off. Yet, ironically, they've got a pipeline coming from Russia. Okay. <laughs> so what happens if they ever stand up to him? Uh, we're involved. But Trump was attacking an ally and uh, turning an adversary who's been attacking America to democracy into a fond over ally by saying you're too dependent on Russia. <laughs> That's us being nice to Russia. He was being nice to Russia there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. If anything, Russia was the bad guy there. Yes. He said, uh, you're going to be dependent on this guy. It wasn't like, hey, Germany, um, you want to keep giving money to Russia for oil. That's what he would have been done if he's getting uh, Russia's back. He would have been telling y'all Ada, y'all ought to build pipelines and just be completely dependent on Russia. That would be tremendous. That's not what he did. Then Kerry says, why would an American president whose first NATO meeting last year was a disaster show up in Belgium this year just to prove he doesn't understand how vital alliances have made a huge difference for the security of the United States and the lives of Europeans? 
John, what does that have to do with anything? It was a disaster last year. <laughs> last year, he asked them to pay more. And they said, okay. That was a disaster? He doesn't understand how vital the alliances are? Uh, folks, although NATO has benefited all of us without question and being united against the Soviet Union and now Russia is a good thing because you have that econo- or that's a military might. That is wonderful. And America absolutely has benefited. Who has benefited more? <laughs> the people that are next to Russia or the United States. Could the United States fight Russia without NATO? Militarily speaking. I think so. Economically speaking, yeah. I mean, it'd be more difficult, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I think we can. Could England fight Russia without NATO? <sighs> Could France, Estonia, <sighs> Poland, Latvia? How about down at the other end? Belgium, Luxembourg, and Spain. <sighs> it would take about a day for Russia to roll in there and kick their asses. So, I'm thinking maybe you give a little more respect to America, just a bit. And you know what? I would be, I would be far less critical of NATO and even more the United Nations if they respected the United States just a bit more. <laughs> you don't have to constantly be kissing our ass and saying thank you or groveling. It's not what I want. But could you stop attacking us? Could you stop claiming nonstop for the last 70 years that the United States is somehow bad, we're too strong militarily, too strong of an ec- uh, of, uh, economics, and we need to, uh, economy and need to pay more around the world. You don't contribute enough. You don't do enough. Meanwhile, we constantly hand out money, not just as part of NATO pay, uh, um, uh, participations, but we just give aid to the rest of the world. We have kept the world relatively safe, and although we have made mistakes over the years, the United States has been far better for the world than most of these countries have been, and certainly far better than they have been to us. So maybe could you just stop attacking us constantly, claiming we're all of these bad things? Hey, people of England, could you shut your bloody mouths about our gun laws and worry about your own anti-knife laws? How about that? Could you be content to say you have far more progressive ideology, which, by the way, got you all in trouble in World War I and World War II and everything since then? Fine. Live your life. Be progressive. Stop telling us how to live ours. That's also part of being a partner, an ally. Stop attacking us based on our domestic policies. Who the hell are you? I don't have to agree with everything Poland or Latvia or Albania does to be a partner when it comes to standing up to a pretty bad country over the years to protect all of our national securities. I don't have to like all of those things. In fact, Albanians, I don't know what the hell you do. I have no concept. Do whatever the hell you want. Slovakia, enjoy. You want to give everybody welfare. You want to give them a mincom. You don't. Doesn't bother me, but hey, you want to stand with us against the threat of Russia? Great. Put your cash in, pick up a gun, and shut your mouth about whether or not we have guns or whether or not uh, we're anti-transgender or pro-transgender for that matter. Could you do that? 
Because they have a double standard when it comes oh, to all of that. Yes, they do. And then, it's bad enough, John Kerry. But then the other leftists come out. Leftists like Shep Smith on Fox News. From the Fox News deck, I'm Shepard Smith. Today, at a photo op for world leaders, President Trump upended world order in a way no American president has in modern history. He attacked our closest allies. He berated them and insulted them. He labeled Germany captive to Russia. And he blasted NATO agreements that date to post-World War II. President Trump's utterances not only open the door for a new system overseas, they could also turn back the global clock century. But in each hold on of the- second, Hold on one second. Uh, he's opened the door to a new system overseas. Okay. Huh? Uh, listen, progressive Shep Smith, and he is. <laughs> yes. Uh, aren't we supposed to progress? Yeah. Why are we tied to the end? Why, why? Hey, 1980s called. They want their foreign policy back Remember from that? Obama. Remember that? Now you're also suddenly concerned about NATO, whose <laughs> only reason for existing is to defend against Russia. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's done a couple of other things. They've taken some other hey. directions. Mm-hmm. But it is. it was anti-Soviet, really. It wasn't even anti-Russia. And now it's still around? And now you're defending this antiquated system and saying, we don't want to change things. That's the cornerstone of progressivism. Even if things work, why are you stuck in the past? Yeah, move forward. But then Shep Smith, on his program, laid out some details of NATO, how it exists, and what the breakdowns are as far as our contributions go. Okay. The problem is, Shep Smith, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say, he misled people. With a stretch, and not a far stretch, you could say he lied to his audience. He certainly misled them for the purpose of political agenda. Let's go through the audio. Century. But in each of the last four years, the vast majority of European nations in the alliance have increased their defense spending as a percentage of GDP. The combined increase is more than $87 billion. Hold it right def- there a minute. Yes, they have increased because Donald Trump asked them to. And it is a percentage of GDP. He'll lay that out. And did you hear how much they increased? Yeah. $85 billion mm. is what they're contributing. It's a lot of money, That's right? That is a lot of money. Defense spending. The trend is positive, just as President Trump has been demanding. They spend more than Russia. They spend more than China. Hold on a second. That means together they spend more on their military than Russia and China. Wow. Um, why, why does that matter? That, that means nothing here. doesn't matter how much the others, how much do you need to be safe? Okay, great. And what is, what is your contribution versus ours? All right, a little more. They've pledged to spend more. They are not freeloaders. But just today, President Trump asked for more. He said he wants not the 2%, but to double that to 4% of GDP for every single nation. Even America doesn't spend that much now. And we already Hold have... On the- one second. America spends almost that much and has for the last 70 years disproportionately spent. Most of them have not even spent 2% over the years. Okay. America is spending almost 4%. 361 mm. and if you know anything about negotiation Shep Smith you don't start with I want you to go up 10 percent yeah you go big everybody freaks out and you back off a little bit and you finally get the money out of them there it is here's a little more the world's largest and most powerful military anywhere on the planet ever 
Today, President Trump lashed out at NATO nations that are buying oil and gas from Russia, in particular, Germany. We're supposed to protect you against Russia, but they're paying billions of dollars to Russia. But Germany is totally controlled by Russia. Now, if you look at it, Germany is a captive of Russia because they supply. They got rid of their coal plants. They got rid of their nuclear. They're getting so much of the oil and gas from Russia. Germany is a captive of Russia. Germany is one of our closest allies. After the attacks of 9-11, we called on Germany's leadership to send troops to fight with us in Afghanistan. They answered. They have fought alongside American uh, troops. Yeah, you know, you know why they answered? Why? NATO. <laughs> they didn't have a choice. Well, what's article that? 5, Chef Smith. Say, it was, they weren't being benevolent. Sorry. A <laughs> little more. Troops there for 17 years. When our soldiers and airmen are maimed and mauled in combat, they are regularly flown to Landstuhl Medical Center in um, Germany. Yeah, in Germany. And uh, we have a base in Germany. We do. We have bases all around the world. Yes. You know, those bases also benefit those countries because the American military is there for protection, security, and also economic development on yep. the base and around the base. Most of the time... When we're in countries, a certain number of worker bees on the base have to be locals. Yes. And the, those locals make far more money than American citizens that work on the base. Yep. I had a sister who worked on a base in Germany when her husband was stationed over there. She worked at a Wendy's mm. and she made American minimum wage. Nice. The worker bees there made like five, six and seven times what she made. And of course, because they have a different work ethic, didn't work nearly as hard. Germany. They get critical care there, have limbs amputated there. The headquarters of the United States Air Force in Europe is at Ramstein Air Base in Germany. Our 86th Airlift Wing is there. Our 435th Air Ground Operations yeah, Wing is know, there. Yeah, we know, Shep. We got people all over the world. Okay. Let's get to the numbers. That $85 billion that they're now contributing more, $85 additional billion, dollars. it's based on GDP. America's GDP is far higher than everybody else's in the world. Yeah. Yet, we still pay a higher percentage. But you're already getting more from us because we have more. But the percentage goes up? Yeah. So America's contribution to the almost $1 trillion right now that NATO, the NATO budget, almost a trillion dollars for military, while the rest of the country uh, members uh, stood... It's all uh, 40, 50, 60 billion because Britain right now is contributing about 60 billion. Wow. The United States contributes 650 billion of the, about the trillion dollars. $650 billion. The United States contributes 72% of the NATO military budget. 72%. And we have done that since its inception in the late 1940s. But there's another piece to that. There's an entire other piece that, that Shep Smith and others are missing when they talk about our fair share. I'm going to get a quick break and I'll share that with you coming up next. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. A little more to our contributions of better part of a trillion dollars a year when it comes to NATO. We also benefit less than some of these countries because the NATO activities over the years have been focused not in and around America. We get a lot of NATO activities off the coast of the U.S. No. How about along our borders? No. In fact, we could use a little NATO help along our southern border. Get your asses over here and maybe keep the Mexicans and South Americans from pouring over. How about that? Yeah. Could you do that for us? We don't, we don't have any NATO activity over here. Mm-hmm. Our NATO activity is when we take um, action around the globe, which helps all of those people. In Europe, the middle of the, the Middle East, mm-hmm. Africa, that's what we're talking about here. And many of those activities have been specifically over the last 70 whatever years to help specific countries in Europe. Hmm. Okay. There's a little more to it, though, because these countries that don't have to uh, build their own military and benefit by having the American military involved. In other words, if America, America can stand on its own without these other countries. We do better with them. We're stronger with them. But we could go it alone if we had to. We Let's put it this way. We'd have a better shot at being successful than any of those would. Right? I mean, that's true. Yeah. Even if you think, Doc, that's naive, we'd still fail. Okay, good. We have a better shot, though, you admit yes, we that. we do. Okay, great. That means they contribute far less, and yet they benefit more greatly by having that power. If you're Luxembourg, you are going to be gobbled up in a second. Oh, America yeah. can make a greater stand. That means, yeah, you contribute. And you contribute a lot based on your GDP, but you get the American military at your back. Think about that. They're buying the American military's support because of Article 5 of NATO. We're all in it together. What have these countries done with all of those monies that they didn't have to spend to have that level of military at their disposal. They've created things like the NHS, the National Health Service in England. Do we have national health? No, we have bits and pieces. We have Medicare and Medicaid Mm -hmm. and welfare and all these things. Great. How are we doing financially with that? We're $21 trillion in debt. $21 trillion in debt. How much have we spent on NATO? What have our contributions to NATO been over the past 70 years? Well, if we're spending now about 700 or about yeah, 650, $750 billion a year for the last 70 years, it's going to be really close to about $21 trillion. Wow. If we had spent that money on the national debt, If we had spent it on these things, I mean, yes, we should have balanced our budget. I get that. And it's not direct. But that's an interesting observation. All the monies that we've spent could have been going to other things like they have in countries like England. So it's pretty offensive when you start talking about fairness and what is right. Because America has done what's right. We're just asking for a little bit more. 
hey, if you're looking for a little bit more, you're struggling, or you think you may in the future, you just want a better house, better car, consider signing up for Earthwater's affiliate program where you could be an Earthwater affiliate. And you're going to make some sidecasts just by telling people about Earthwater. When they launch their uh, direct-to-market model a little bit later this year, you could be one of their brand ambassadors. And you've heard of these models before, but what's different here is you don't have to be responsible for sharing the product like directly, giving it to them, uh, delivering it to them, having little parties, anything like that. It's free shipping and handling through Amazon. They handle all of that. And you don't have any minimum, no required auto ship, nothing like that. You basically just share the information about Earthwater with your friends and family, and you're going to make a 40% weekly commission. Sign up today at theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Sign up today and start making some extra money, maybe even big money. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. most culturally diverse morning show on the radio hosted by a white guy it's the morning blaze with doc thompson the steve 42 tweeting with the hashtag what i learned today question what's the difference between shep smith and rachel maddow answer a few numbers on my remote control Wow, that's a, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I would also say sexual preference. Okay, thank you for saying that because Doc's tiny sack has a different answer. What's that? I'll say what's in their pants, but even I'm not sure anymore. Well, no, because I mean, you got the same haircut. <laughs> in the same Same suit? political views. In the same, same suit. Same suit. <laughs> just as annoying. <laughs> what's the difference between Shep Smith and Rachel Maddow? 20 bucks, same as downtown. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Maybe it does. It does. Know. No, no. It I'll work. give you. It works. It <laughs> works. Go go downtown, ask for Shep Smith. I mean, Shep, uh, yeah, Shepard Smith, and then ask for Rachel Maddow. Honey, what's a Shep Smith? 20 bucks, same as downtown. <laughs> uh, TJ Toppin says, wow, Doc's still surprised that news media is pushing an agenda. No, it's just, it's not even the news media. It's John Kerry and it's the ignorance. So what I want, here's what I want from Shep Smith. Okay. You mislead people yesterday with these numbers and you talk 85 billion, their contributions. Ours is 650 billion, you Nimrod. (laughs) And you didn't, you, you notice he didn't share that number. No. He didn't share the history of NATO and what America has spent. I'm going to try to figure this out in the next couple of days because I have to go year by year and it's really difficult to get those numbers. Hey, if you find them out there, then you're better than I because I searched for a couple hours and couldn't pull them up easily that have already been compiled. And that is year by year what our what our spending has been. Mm. But if we're spending $650 billion this year, and yes, you have to adjust for inflation. Um, in years past, we've shouldered a greater burden. In the early days, it was probably not $500 billion, you know, just of inflation alone. But I'd be willing to bet after 70 years of this stuff, you're, you're talking pretty close to 20 trillion. Trillions, we know that. Mm-hmm. We're trillions over the last 10 years. If we've been at roughly, let's say, $600 billion over the last 10 years, that's $6 trillion, guys. Let's say it was $400 uh, billion the 10 years before. Okay, that's $4 trillion. Now you're at 10 in the last 20. Right? I mean, it's yeah. going to be there. So 
Shep Smith didn't share all of those numbers, and there can only be one reason. So here's what I want, Shep. Clearly, you're a progressive. John Kerry, we know you're a progressive (laughs) in this stuff. So what is your model for fairness? Is what America has been spending enough? Should we be spending more? How, how should the system be designed to make sure you're spending enough or the proper amount? What is the proper amount? What is fairness? And Shep Smith and John Kerry, if you want to talk fairness, then let's use the fairness to discuss your salary <laughs> or your current net worth. Shep Smith, I'm willing to bet you make a couple more bucks than the doctor does here at the Blaze. couple more dollars. Are you sure? I think he makes a little bit. A little bit? Yeah, because, I mean, I'm into the tens of millions of whoa, dollars here. Whoa. It's, uh, I'm not tens even... Of, did I say tens of millions? Yes, you did. I'm in the tens of dollars here. Oh, there we go. Maybe tens of millions in debt. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Collect. I don't know what my wife spent today. But adjust for inflation. Let me Adjust for inflation. <laughs> let me look at the credit card bill. See how that's working out. You know, it's funny because I, I wrote this earlier. Um, I'm going by the numbers, and you said that everybody else spends less than what we spend when it comes to like, so we spend almost four percent, right? Four, three almost four percent, yeah. And everybody else is not; it's not even close to what right. we spend, right? Yeah. The close. Let me let me give you the top couple. First is America at three point six one percent. Okay. And these have adjusted a little over the okay. years. The other countries that follow, and I'll okay. do them in order. They have now reached that level. Okay. They've gone up to that level. They used to pay far less. Okay. The next closest is Britain that pays 2.21%. Oh, okay. Okay. But you've got to remember, our GDP is far higher. Yes. So we pay 3.61. Britain's at 2.21. We pay $650 billion. Britain pays about $60 billion. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's off on both those. Mm-hmm. Then comes Estonia, 2.16. Who would have thought Estonia is... 2.16. Estonia, is that kind of money? Yeah. Poland at 2%. France at 1.78. Oh, wow. Turkey, 1.56. You see how quickly these are dropping mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a percentage of their GDP, which is going to be lower. Norway, 1.54. Lithuania, 1.49. Romania, 1.48. Okay. Latvia, 1.45. Portugal, 1.38. You hear in a big country that's name has not come up yet? Yeah. Bulgaria, 1.35. Who's missing here? Oh. Croatia, 1.23. Albania, 1.21. <gasps> Germany, 1.19. <laughs> wow. I don't know if you know anything about Germany over the past few years. Germany's had one of the strongest economies yeah. in all of Europe. Yeah. What damage did Germany cause the rest of the world? <laughs> How much did we have to spend because mm. of Germany? Yeah. And then we helped rebuild Germany and, and the rest of Europe. Let's not forget the Marshall Plan and bailing out. I'm not saying it was wrong. No. I'm just saying we bailed out Europe. We, we rebuilt Europe. Europe was decimated, destroyed after World War II. We helped rebuild them. And we got okay. their factories yep. going, and that's fine. Yep. And some of these countries like Germany are very... Uh, clean tech-driven countries with mm-hmm. strong economies. Yeah. Germany is in the bottom half of contributors to NATO. Wow. wow. I mean, countries like Romania and Albania and Croatia and Bulgaria and Portugal are ahead of Germany in the percentage of GDP. And I can't even put them on the map. <clears throat> no. <laughs> Denmark, 1.17. Then the Netherlands and Slovakia coming in at about 1.16. Italy, 1.11. 
Czech Republic, 1.04%. Hungary, 1.01%. Another big country that still has not come up yet. Um, Canada. Whoa. 0.99% of their GDP. I'm sorry, you missed some numbers. I'm sorry. 0.99%. Not of even their GDP. 1%? No, no, they don't. Canada. No, they don't. Our neighbors upstairs. Yes. Mm hmm. <laughs> Uh, where's the fairness, Canada? Canada's got a national health system as yes, well. They're they so do. proud of. Yes. Now, that and the NHS still don't have enough money. No. But at least they have it. And they wouldn't if they were actually contributing. Slovenia, uh, 0.94. Spain, 0.91. And then the bottom two, Belgium at 0.85. And Luxembourg at 0.44. So what is one of the things I've learned in a couple of years is the left is always asking, we have to pay fair share. Didn't Trump just ask the rest of the world to pay their, their share fair for share? Air? Right, their fair share. <laughs> and is that like we're using NATO? Yep. This is absurd that they're going, oh, how dare he? Wait, wait a minute. Then how dare you, Bernie Sanders, tell us, hey, you have to pay your fair share. Aren't they also telling us the world is changing? Hell, they'll tell us that the Constitution has to evolve. Oh, well, yeah. It's right? a living, breathing document. And yet NATO can't evolve? Come on. The, the Constitution, which is based on <laughs> principles of freedom, personal freedoms, has to evolve. It's a, it's a breathing, living document. But NATO, an organization set up as a, as a I got your back, you got mine organization, mm-hmm. um, we, it's, you can't evolve. Sorry. Can't do it. Who benefits more today in NATO being established the way it is? I would say these countries disproportionately. I mean, let's say just by the fact that they have their ba- we have bases there. See, in the past, you could say, well, Doc, we benefit because we could make war in a moment's notice by having these bases around the world we can. And you're right, and we still can. But the world's gotten a little smaller, and we have aircraft carrier fleets, and, yeah. and uh, we have eliminated some bases and combined. In other words, we can go farther faster than we used to be able to. But they still benefit by all these other countries knowing, uh, okay, not only do they have their own, but they've got... They've got the American military base right there in their country. So, fine. You want to lay that out, John Kerry? What is fair? Shep Smith, what is fair? Nobody ever asks them what is fair, and I want specifics. And let's talk about the history. Let's boil the entire thing down. Because America also sends aid to the rest of the world, and by the way, also is involved in other military uh, operations with these countries specifically. So we've gone to some of these countries and said, Apart from NATO, we're going we're gonna to help you out here. We'll give you money. We'll get your back. We'll send troops. We'll send supplies. We do this all the time, aside from NATO. Mm-hmm. And that's not including the UN. We also spend disproportionately on the United Nations. The rest of the world involved in that, not just those 27 or whatever it is, NATO countries. Mm-hmm. Most of the countries of the world are represented in NATO. And America spends between 20 and 25% of all of NATO. It funds between 20 and 25% all of NATO. We spend between a fifth and a quarter, or pay for a fifth and a quarter. Not to mention the fact that we also provided the land. And we also provide security just by virtue of the fact that it's located in the United States. And we spend or fund a quarter of that. And what happens at the United Nations? Is there always a, 
okay, we've got problems, and yes, we have some challenges with America. We differ on some things, but you know, we always got to recognize America obviously has gotten some of this stuff figured out because we don't have warlords in every village slaughtering people, uh, committing uh, heinous uh, rapes, murders, female genital mutilation. Uh, we've eradicated, uh, they've eradicated a bunch of diseases. Um, we don't have uh, different factions taking over the government on a moment's notice that are killing all the previous factions. Uh, look at this. They've got diversity. They've got uh, strength. They've got a strong military and economy. They don't say that. Nope. It's always, you're not progressive enough. You need to be more like us. I think they know the truth. Mm. I think they're just saying that because they know if we stomach their crap, their liberal progressive agenda, it's just going to bring us down. And they're like, hooray, we all move up a chair. (laughs) That's got to be what they're doing. Yeah, and then one of the things that How do you you go to the people who are doing it right, Chris, and say, you've got to be more like us. We're doing it wrong. Exactly. It makes no sense why you keep criticizing the country that's still helping everybody and still standing. I mean, I get at times you could look at something and go, well, I got a different way. Maybe, well, of I, course. maybe I could do things different and also be successful. Yeah, but don't take my money. Well, Chris, okay, t- pick a successful company in the world. I, it doesn't matter. Apple. Apple. Okay, good. Apple. I could look at Apple and I'll go, I wish they did the iPhone different or maybe I have an idea that's unique and yeah. I could do it, whatever. And I may not even like some of the things Apple does. It may be wrong by all accounts, but you still got to say, but I don't get they're successful. Yeah. yeah. And give them their due. There's a formula that works somehow. Yeah. yeah. But they don't do that. No. You've got to be more like us and stand in America at the United Nations and badmouth us over and over again that we're not doing enough. Unbelievable. No, and, it, and not just not doing enough. Still take our money. So we're the evil empire. But hey, <laughs> I, my check better clear on the 1st and the 15th. That's right. Keep that crumb It's like that in. stupid spouse That's that you like, oh, he's a womanizer. Uh, but where's I my money? You. Where's yeah. my money? Yeah, turning what? your kids against you, bad mouthing you, going to courts, whatever. But they still cash that check, yeah. don't they? Somehow my money's still good enough the money. for you. <laughs> That's right. But everything else is bad. Shut up. His money's great. No. He's horrible. No. 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 That's what Trump is doing to their face. He needs no. to roll up the newspaper yep. and swat him on the nose with yep. this stuff. Especially Trudeau. Here's the thing about Trump's um, actions with regard specifically to Germany, but at NATO, and the way he handled it. Trump was very presidential, yeah. especially for Trump. President Trump handled that properly. He didn't. Uh, he didn't go off on a tangent. Mm-mm. He didn't trash them. Mm-mm. What What did he say that was so offensive? He He didn't go. Those Germans, they're horrible. And by the way, what the f is Spatzel? <laughs> Later, Hosen. I don't get it. What are they all homotype sexuals? <laughs> it's know. not tremendous. He didn't go into a comedy bit. Didn't you know? do any of that. <laughs> he, he laid said, out the facts. There's a real problem here with their reliance on. By the way, a country that people claim I'm in love with, and I'm calling them out now. Thank you. And you're not paying your fair share. That's reasonable. Yes. Uh, if they don't like what they he thinks is fair, fine, debate it. They could have said, Mr. President, um, I think we pay enough. That's the whole point. Yeah. If they're your allies, you could don't communicate you about yeah, these things. Yeah, exactly. He didn't say, I'm withholding the checks to NATO until they pay more. No. We're pulling out of NATO. He was... 
negotiating. That's mm-hmm. called diplomacy. Mm. Something that they claim Trump doesn't get. We've got to be diplomatic. John Kerry could have uh, hordes, marauders, roll into his house, roll up there and start raping his family. And he'd be like, can we talk about this? Can we negotiate? Mm. At all costs, negotiate. Doesn't matter what happens. We've just got to keep talking. Never stand up to anybody. Trump actually is negotiating. Mm. It's called diplomacy. He's doing it. He's a statesman here. Maybe the most significant Mm. moment of his presidency thus far in being statesmanlike. Yep. But you didn't like that he was challenging NATO at all? You're not ever supposed to challenge your allies? That would be like your group of friends in your circle. They're your friends, so you never call them out. Uh, Pete, you raped my wife on Tuesday. Whoa. Oh, you can't call me out. We're friends. Yeah, we're friends. What are you doing? You can't mention. No. What are you doing? That's not It's not you being diplomatic. You're never allowed to call out your friends. Doesn't matter what they do. Mm-mm. So Germany could do anything and we're not allowed to call mm-hmm. them out? Yeah. Germany could stand up Invade. and say, we're only going to send half as much money now. Suck it, NATO. Mm. And Trump's got to be like, well, that's it. No. What What would they have to do before you're allowed to call him out? What's the rule? John Kerry didn't mention that. Shep Smith didn't mention that. This is a failure across the board to understand. And I think it really comes. This is just hating on Trump now. This is not an issue. Remember, John Kerry kissed Iran's ass in order to get a flawed deal. But we're not allowed to challenge our allies on on something we think is a problem? All right. I find that troubling. Get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. So, um, saw the group from uh, Ridgie's Zone in the house yesterday. Oh, cool. In the house yesterday. And Did they bring God, product? Uh, what's that? Did they bring product? No, Chris, they didn't bring they any. Did bring product? What are you, you talking about? <laughs> What? What are you talking about? Why did you get like, oh, you? weird when I asked if they brought product? I did get weird. You did get weird. Um, no, they did not bring product for you. Uh, <laughs> what's the matter? They didn't bring product for me, but they brought product for somebody. I'm sorry. I didn't hear the rest of that. I, yes, they did not bring product for you. Go to RidUZone.com. If they're not stopping by your house today with product, you can still get it at RidUZone.com. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank, thank you, God thank for you. them, by the way. Thank God. You know, the whole weight loss thing and being healthy, which becomes it. more and more a problem. We all know this is something we most it's people so struggle stupid. with on some level. Yes. You struggle with it. But like I was explaining to Sarah Gonzalez the other day, I'm like, yes, you got to eat healthy in that. But darn it, for a lot of us, a good meal, a bad meal, like as far as like healthy wise dessert, man, that's good for your soul too. Oh, yeah. It brings you back. For You can eat. I'm just going to have. Uh, boneless, skinless, grilled chicken with no oil and uh, some uh, grilled vegetables uh-uh. with no oil. Nope. Every meal for the rest of my life. Nope. Okay, that's a fine meal. I would of eat course. That, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah. You know, after about uh, 12 meals in a row, then I'm like, okay, I need something Next. else. You know what I mean? Whatever, something <laughs> else. And sometimes you have that bad day at work or you, you sell, you're celebrating something and you want a big mm. glass of whiskey or a big slice of pie mm. or something like that. That stuff's not healthy for you physically. But you know what? Mm. 
Dang it, that's good for your soul. It is. A big cheesy casserole your mom oh. made with pasta and and potato crumbs, mm. uh, chip crumbs on yes. top or something. Yes. Once in a while, I'm telling you, you got to have that stuff. But the rest of the time, you're going to want to eat healthy. The problem with eating that stuff, then you want it all the time. You have a cheat meal. Riduzone's going to help you out. They're going to make you feel fuller so you don't have those same crazy cravings, like claw your face off because you know the chocolate chip cookies are in there <laughs> craving. I've done them like... Gonna get those chocolate the saliva's chip cookies coming out of the there. side of the- <laughs> like this. Every time I talk, I sound like a Hannibal. Like <laughs> chocolate chip cookies, and it also boosts your metabolism to help you burn more naturally. It's something that's found in uh, diets around the world, like the um, Mediterranean diet with olive oil. It's made naturally in your body as well, but in concentrated amounts, it's going to boost that metabolism. That's what you're looking for. Riduzone's going to help you out. It's going to help you out to to lose weight boost your metabolism, and get healthier. So occasionally, if you want to have that cheap piece of cake or slice of pie, you go out for a big pasta dinner, even though it's all carb-heavy, you can do that. You're going to be okay. The Riduzone's also going to help you eat less of that at that meal because you're going to feel fuller. So instead of enough pasta for seven people, maybe you only have enough pasta for four people. It's going to make you feel fuller, and you're going to burn more calories. It's Riduzone at riduzone.com. Riduzone.com. The next generation of talk radio. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network. The dream is dead, Chris. It's over. What do you mean? The dream is dead. What dream? 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Dream is dead. I thought uh, it's such high hopes, but it's over. Mm. The dream that I would ever get that. You know, you can never go back. Okay. You can never go back. Well, you yeah, dream yeah. of things from your past. You're like, uh, you can never go home again. Yeah. The same. It's always different. Mm-hmm. The dream that Arrested Development would ever be the same. Oh, watched I watched it? five. I watched the fifth season. And? It's over. Call it. No. no. Time of death. 6.55. Thursday, July 12th, 2018. At 5.55 Central Time and mm. 27, 28 seconds, 29. I got to date that as well. That was yeah, my, we'll my slide timestamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Dead, call it. They died. Mm. It's I over. Know. I told you. you. You saw five, I right? I saw five. Not funny. Not funny. Not funny. Four uh, was really not funny. Five was not they funny. They missed the mark. I do not know what happened. Mm-hmm. They, I don't know if it's, if it's because they're trying to stay relevant or what was happening in the news. Too political for my taste. I mean, I, I actually kind of liked the political, well, didn't dislike the political because it wasn't really anti-Trump. No. They they were just like taking part in the they wall probably, thing, which yes, is kind of yeah. fun and, and kind of worked. But yeah. yeah, I don't know why they went there, but it just wasn't no. funny. It, it wasn't, uh, man, it was I not good. It was not And by good. the way, I'm giving you a spoiler alert here. Okay. I'm actually busting it out. Burr, burr, burr. There was, uh, don't watch it. I'm going to, I'll boil down the entire, there were. Three times of the entire fifth season that I went, hmm, okay, kind of, kind of smirked one corner of my mouth, <laughs> and one time I went, ha, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. I'll give you the ha, so okay, you don't have to watch it. Go for it. it. So Job, 
I love Job. Uh, has an affair with Tony Wonder, the other mag- mag- homosexual type affair <laughs> yes. with Tony Wonder. Yes, yes. And uh, he's caught up in him, and he keeps trying to chase him down and hook up with him again and all this stuff. And Tony Wonder's like, listen, you're the Christian musician, a, a magician, and I'm the gay magician. We're just going to taint our brands. We can't be seen together. <laughs> and so later on, Job's like, I know what you said about both of us branding our taints. That if we're going to be together. And he goes, no, that's tainting our brands. And he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> that was it. That's the whole ball of wax. Oh, now you don't have to watch the fifth season. Good. I normally wouldn't give spoiler alerts, but I'm saving you from watching the fifth season. Kirk Act like it. four and fifth the, don't even exist. Just one through three. That's it. Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network. The collision of common sense and comedy. This is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. I'm retweeting Sissy Browncoat. Yep. Did you see yep. it? Yep. Yep. It's a Harambe gift. Here we go. It is. Hashtag what I learned. A Harambe sat at the current state of the media. Arrest development and Chris Cruz's lack of meat gift for at Doc Thompson show. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Love it so much. You got the C42 saying Estonia. Is that a recipe for plantains? Yes. I think it is. I yes. think it is. It's a little bit seasoning on top. Yeah. Uh, Justin's Pronas also tweeting out what I learned today. Uh, Doc Thompson has issues getting those numbers on something. The hell you say? Mm. Yeah. And procrastination, you mean? Uh, well, you know, and again, here's I wrote another note here. It's like funny how Doc has time for getting those spending percentage from NATO countries, but I don't have the but no numbers from procrastination. I have. We gave those a Friday ago. I was going to give you the the update, but we didn't get so, to it. Okay, so I'll right. get to them. You I'm know writing what? a lot of notes today. Let me uh, let me get to them. Can you slot them in for today? Yeah, it'll have to be next hour, but we can get them in. Okay. <clears throat> Polish American saying, Chris Cruz, why will readers bring Prada? And why is Doc Thompson not sharing free Prada? I know what I said. I'm in product, but it comes out as Prada. Hmm. You know, if you went to work for a Prada, you could say Prada product. Prada product. It would be both. Or if the product was Prada. Mm. So that's, uh, there you go. Okay. Um, no, uh, I also have some uh, balm shot product, but I'm not sharing that. <laughs> no. I told you, I wouldn't even give Here, it to my here's son. That, here's the thing about that. Um, I know how you feel about that because I still have some from my last buy. Yeah. Nobody gets those. Oh, yeah. And I'm it sorry. It lasted a long time. I use this stuff a lot. No, so they the do last really, a long time. Think about it. It's the size of a shotgun shell and versus some I don't know, know if I can piece. say this. It doesn't melt in the car. So you have... Not like I, others do. I don't, I don't know if this is something, but they... Don't melt as quickly 
as a normal product will melt. Well, yeah, the ones that were traditionally using yes. that you bought over they the years. They just melt. Like the they just goo store. in two seconds. Yeah, no, it's not like that. Balmshot's awesome. If you haven't oh, been yeah. there, go to the website, balmshot.com. They have a really cool deal right now as they continue to try to grow their website out. They're in 3,000 stores nationwide. They're in a lot of uh, like hunting-type stores, outdoor stores. You'll see those, some supermarkets and uh, convenience-type stores. But if you want to look for them um, at the stores, like I said, 3,000. But online, we're offering a great deal. If you buy six balm shot lip balms, and remember, they're designed to look like a shotgun shell, mm-hmm. really cool applicator, and better balm. Who told you to put the balm on? You can't say balm without thinking that. <laughs> um, if you buy six of them, there's an extra deal. Yeah. You get an extra balm shot, mm-hmm. you, then you get a ball cap, mm-hmm. and you get free shipping. Yes. That's a pretty good deal. Yes. And all they have to use is the promo code. Doc. What? That's the promo code. I know what the promo code is. <laughs> what did you... He's like, what? What do you want? What do you want? What do you call... I know what the promo and, and code then, is. Instead, I was like, if I say Doc, he's going to be like, what? And you actually did it. Are you kidding me? What? <laughs> The promo code is Doc. I know then that. Then why so did you react like If what? I know that, and I know you know I know that, then you must have been calling me. <laughs> I said, use the promo code. The audience knows the code. I didn't have to say it again. Whatever or did is I? A, new, a new person. A new person listening. How do they know the promo Good code? Good point. Good point. That's an excellent point. Thank you, Chris Cruz. Thank <laughs> Doc, you. what? The promo code is, is Doc. You could have said D-O-C. <laughs> and you didn't say promo code Doc. You went Doc. Like you're calling I was kind of like, his inflection. no, I was co-signing. And you, you said promo code. I was like, Doc. Yes. <laughs> DOC is the promo code. So Go to bombshot.com. Is that different from Doc? Is DOC different from Doc? Yeah, I just said it a different way in case they're new. Okay. Let's, let's, think, they, uh, let's think the new listener thought I said Doug. Oh. Because you get that now and then. Okay. So I'm going to call up. Oh, yeah. Once in a while, people call up and go, Doug, love the program, Doug Thompson. That'd be kind of cool, though. And you kind of understand. <laughs> Doc is not as common as some other ones. And then, uh, so I went to work at a station, and there was uh, the guy before me in okay. Richmond. His name was Mac. Okay. And they went to Doc. Mm. And I'm trying to think of the guy who followed me. Anyways, it was just so confused. But I'd always get people going, hey, Mac. And I was just like, okay. Okay. It's a mis- okay. mistake, whatever. Yeah. I don't correct him. But you'll hear sometimes people are like very adamant. They're like, no, no, it's Charlie. <laughs> I, I had John McCain arrogantly correct me one time. What? <clears throat> like I said, for years, people called me the wrong thing. I don't care. It's not a big deal. Yeah. You slip of the tongue. You didn't know. Who cares? John McCain. I slipped and called him governor. Oh, okay. In the middle okay. of it. And it's not that I know John McCain is a senator. I can, mm-hmm. you know... It was in the middle of it, and we were talking about other things, and I had referred to governor. I'd been doing stories about governor. It was just a slip of the tongue. That's all it was. And I had even started off calling him senator. And it was in the middle of it. Like, well, governor, if you... And he goes, ah, 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 senator. I'm a senator. <laughs> and I was like, okay then, senator. This was back when he was running for president. Such an arrogant SOB. <laughs> One of, one of the most arrogant people I've ever interviewed. Wow. I'm trying to think if there's anybody more arrogant. Is there? Mark Warner was pretty arrogant, the senator from Virginia. Yep, those guys are leading the pack right now, top of my mind. Way <laughs> arrogant. Uh, John, or Mark Warner was the one who, in the middle of it, who decided to go, well, I know you're not from Virginia. because I'd only Because I'd only lived there a couple of years. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And I was like... 
when do I become a Virginian? How long do I have to live here? Because Mark was not originally from Virginia. He moved there, carpetbagger. Uh, and I go, and I just start calling him out on that. And he realized he stepped in it. Wow. Because there's a lot of people that move to a new area and mm-hmm. you are a resident of that area. And maybe you'll be there the rest of your life. And maybe mm-hmm. you won't. Oh my gosh. He stepped in and started ba 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 ba. And I just, I just doubled down. Mm. I shifted down into fourth gear and, and went for we it. Go. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, so when do I become an official Virginian uh, Senator? When, do, when does that happen? When I start a fortune 500 company, Hello. when I become governor, do I have to become a Senator before I consider? Cause he, and I was like, aren't you from, and I can't remember where he's from. And he was like, Oh, I'm just saying whatever. And I was like, no, I know what you were doing. You were trying to put me in my place. Like, I don't know as much as you about this. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. That's how that went down. Um, you know, if you can't trust Papa John to not drop an N-bomb. Who can you trust? You know what? Maybe there's something to this institutionalized racism. <laughs> if the CEO of a pizza company is going to drop the N-bomb. Papa you know, John? Papa John. That's what I'm He's talking about. He's the one that dropped it? He dropped the N-bomb. Oh. Because I know you were talking about this story during the commercial break, but I know it was Papa John that dropped the word. Yeah. Yep. Do you remember he um, resigned yes. in December? Yes. And that was over criticizing the NFL. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought there was a Me Too thing, but no, it was no. over criticizing mm-hmm. the NFL yep. because of their stance on the whole, should you be able to kneel during the national anthem? Papa John's has been one of the chief sponsors of the NFL over the last few years. I remember Peyton Manning in the commercials. I mean, they just ran those commercials over and yeah. over again. And I'm assuming it was a good uh, marriage for them. They probably got a lot of pizza sales during the football games and whatnot. But he criticized them. That, so he waded into those political waters, stupidly. Didn't he say something like, their, no, that's right. He said their sales weren't, weren't uh, doing as well mm-hmm. yeah. because, so we, of the, the, because of the kneeling the controversy. Kneeling, yeah. Prior to that, it was a good situation, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't. But because of that, then he was in the middle of this and ended up resigning as CEO. Mm-hmm. He was still chairman of the board, yeah. though. And then he's so still he the wasn't face. the chief operating officer, but he was still the face and he was chairman of the board. So mm-hmm. he still had a pretty big say in this. Well, it's been reported that during a conference call, a marketing conference call to discuss the NFL protests. Okay. You know, you're on the conference call and they're like, okay, this is still an issue. You know, they're still kneeling. This is going to be bad for us. Do we still want to? Because marketing also means sales, yeah, sales you know, or yeah. uh, advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, during that call, he busted out the N-word. Mm. Now, they didn't go into specifics from what I could see. I'm looking to see any of the story. Okay, here it is. Uh, oh, nope. Here it is. I got it. This is what he supposedly said. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Kirk. Beep button, just in case Doc slips out. Too. I think I'm okay. I think you're. I think I'm good. Okay. Well, I'm on it. Okay, okay. yeah, just stand just, by. Just, just in case. Stand by, right? Yeah. During the May conference call, he was asked how they should distance themselves from the racist groups online, the people who are just hating, you know, um, on anything where people mention race at all, and this is still an issue. And he reportedly responded, "Colonel Sanders called blacks." N-words, and then complained that Sanders never received the the backlash for his comments. He said, back in the day, Colonel Sanders called blacks, beep, errs. How come he didn't get, you know, that type of backlash? Well, first of all, that was like 50 years ago, and... It was okay back then. 
I mean, we had commercials with it. Yeah. Hey, Edwards, come on down. Buy yourself a car. I'm serious. It was yeah. sad. Um, well, then some people got upset by it, and now he has been forced to resign as chairman of the board. Wow. Uh, if you can't trust Papa John to not bust that out. But, you know, maybe we should have seen this coming. Wait, what? We should have already should have seen this coming. Okay, why? Um, Papa John's, hello. Pizza, pizza. No, that's Little Caesars, and they don't even use that anymore. <laughs> Papa John's. It's a good pizza. Have you ever looked at Papa John's menu and stuff? Have you ever ordered from Papa John's? Yes. Do they have a black pizza? <laughs> Come on. Do they serious? have a black pizza? No, Doc. They okay. Have a black pizza. And what is a black pizza? Please. I don't know, but do they have a black pizza? Oh, how do you know that they don't have a? I've seen the menu. Okay, but what is a black pizza? I don't know, but okay, they don't then have how do you know they don't have one right now? They don't. We don't know that the finish is it on the menu. But we don't they, know. They have a white pizza. They do have a white pizza. See, they have black you see olives. What I think they just say olives, though, don't they? Oh yeah, you're right. They do. Thank you. Why? Well, you, you because because they don't even want to say. You look it up. Most times, it doesn't say blackout. It just says olives. That barbecue. What does that matter? It's blackish. It's red. It's red. Barbecue's not red. It's red. What color Sauce is barbecue? Sauce is red. It's like a little brownish. Like, it's dark. That's when the actual ribs and that get burned. They don't have ribs. But the pizza is... is with barbecue red pizza. barbecue sauce, not with no, the black part. Not. Doc, it is not red. I'm going to go on right now. Okay. Anyways, do they have a black pizza? And yet they have a white pizza. Okay. You see what's going on here? I don't know, but you sure are going to tell me right now. Uh, the good news is after uh, he resigned, Papa John's officially released a statement to discuss of this. Of course. And it said, Papa John's condemns racism. Oh. <laughs> Did we question you on that? They were like, say, okay, Papa John's racist. They dropped the N-word. Bunch of racist white people. Even if Papa John himself yes. mentions that I don't think he's racist based on what he said. No. But even if he was, it doesn't mean the company is. No. Let's say there was video of Papa John himself in a pointy white hat burning a cross on some <laughs> black person's lawn. And you're like, wow, he is, he is the right. grand kugel of the Ku Klux Klan. Yep. I wouldn't think, Wow. It must be in their company bylaws that they're just racist. They must. Or I wouldn't think that anybody else in the company is. There may be, but I'm not leading with that. Here's their statement. Okay. Papa John's condemns racism and any insensitive language, no matter the situation or setting. No. Insensitive language, no matter the situation or setting. Who's the judge of that? Who is the judge of insensitive? Yeah. And in any setting? What does that mean? So Papa John's condemns every comedian out there? Yep. Or I would say most. Most comedians have said something that is insensitive. Yep. Yep. You're condemning all of them? And by the way, they said no. Like, what was the other one? You said they can't say it, but they don't in any setting. Um, What about those warehouse workers when they're... Just being boys downstairs, you know, playing around. Hey, they can't do that. I'll leave one better. Uh, language. Do they mean verbal language? Oh, because I've seen lots of signs at football games that they sponsor <laughs> that have nothing to do with race, but seem pretty damn insensitive. Mm-hmm. If you're calling out other teams and stuff, right? Yep. yep. 
Okay. Papa John's condemns racism and any insensitive language, no matter the situation or setting. Our company was built on a foundation of mutual respect and acceptance. (laughs) Who built the company? Mm. That's the guy you're making a statement about, yet you're saying the company was built on a foundation of mutual respect and acceptance? One of our core company values is Papa. (laughs) That's the acronym, Papa. Oh, okay. I thought you were... Not Papa John. They have a... Papa okay, is I'm an ready. acronym. Okay, for what? People are priorities always. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 That was... No, I was going to write it down. I was like, okay, it's going to be fascinating. Nope. nope. That, oh, you idiots. Mm. They put it on Google and said, okay, what does Papa can stand for? And start putting... Oh, come on. All right, everybody gather around. <laughs> gather around. We're founding this company. We're starting a company that's better ingredients. It's going to have a foundation of mutual respect and acceptance. And we will condemn any insensitive language, no matter the situation or setting. Now, all right, you're not in. Sit down. Now, what we need is an acronym. Okay. Something that people can remember. Something right. snappy and catchy. Right. Peppy, you get it? What are we acronyming? Something catchy. Something that people don't understand. Uh, Papa. Yes, let's use Papa. Papa okay. John's, we use Papa. Now, here we go. All we right. need it to, to mean something. It's an acronym. It's oh, not just yes. Papa's name. No. It also means something. All right. I'm going with people, our priorities always. Who's with me? Okay. All right, let's move forward. People are pri- priority always. Okay. By the way, right this moment. Yeah. IHOP is going. <laughs> <laughs> and then... <laughs> Oh, Bob, I hops mocking them. <laughs> Anyways, one of our core values is people are priorities always or Papa. And we condemn, or I'm sorry, we were committed to maintain a diverse, equitable, and inclusive workforce for all our corporate and franchise employees. <laughs> they went on to say diversity is an essential ingredient in our pursuit of providing a better product and better service to our customers. And the communities where we operate and live. We take great pride in the diversity of the Papa John's family. Mm. No diversity and inclusion in an area where we continue to strive to do better. So. Many words. Many words. Do you realize how many times they use diversity and inclusion? (laughs) Take a shot every time. (laughs) I think that's what we need to start doing. Once a company releases a statement, let's pick one of the, you know, the phrases. All right, take a shot. Every time you hear that word, go. You also know how serious it is based on how long the, right? <laughs> yeah, we learned that from yesterday. Right, we, that Roblox statement from the mom. Right. It was, it was like 10 paragraphs. Well, I mean, no, I mean, when they do the mea culpa, we apologize. Oh, the company, oh okay, 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 okay. You know, by the way, what does Whataburger have to say about this? <laughs> that is true. Where's Whataburger's statement on does this? Does Whataburger stand on this? Right. You, do they all, support or do they not support this? I would say all companies. Mm. McDonald's. World, not just food ones. Where, where's JCPenney's on this? Where is JCPenney? That's good. I don't know if they exist anymore. Maybe a bad example. Where's, where's Walmart on there this? There we go. Where's Walmart? <laughs> where's Walmart? 
By the way, uh, the little falafel guys with the food carts in New York, where do Ooh. they stand on this? Uh, hot dog carts. Yes, it has nothing to do with them no, whatsoever. But I need to know where they stand on this. Right, all companies now have yes. to issue a statement yes. on Papa, apparently. Otherwise, remember, as we've learned in the court of public opinion, no. you're either with them or against them. Yep, and uh, you know what? Even better, what is Doc Thompson's statement about this? I think you understand. People are our priorities always. Okay. Papa. That's a good statement. Yeah. Do I need more words? No, no, no. Well, you're a man. I'll just say Papa. Done. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, congratulations, you have a sense of humor. This is the Morning Blaze. Here's what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? I think we need an acronym for Beck. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Like Papa. Okay. We need one for Beck. I don't know what that'd be, but if you got suggestions, by all means, help us out. Yeah, just to go ahead and tweet him at us. I mean, Papa has people, our priorities always. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna. I would like to see Beck and Doc. <clears throat> I like to see what Doc means. Okay, we could probably do that. Yeah. By the way, if you have an acronym that requires a comma in no, the phrase, no, no. it's a fail. Yes. People are yeah. priorities, comma always. <laughs> like Acorn. Remember yeah. that was. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it all was, but it was comma now. Yep. The N was now. Mm-hmm. That's that doesn't work. Sinky <laughs> uh, Biscuit asking a very very interesting question. What does John stand for? Twenty bucks in Miss Downtown. Oh, downtown, same thing. There it is. <laughs> yeah. So Beck, what would that be? I can't. Because ethnicity can kill. No. Mm. Better. 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 Economy. No. Entertainment. <laughs> Better entertain. It's got to be something about diversity, yeah. though, yeah. and equality. Yeah. Better equality. Ooh, okay. Better equality. Cause. No, no. I was thinking the same <laughs> thing, too. No, no. <clears throat> I don't equality. know. Center? Better equality center? And kindness. By the way, it doesn't work it if doesn't you have an extra little, word that they yep. leave out. I hate that. Yep, 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 yep. Well, work on it for us because we're too stupid to come up with one. I don't like it. And while you're at it, come up with a better name for his little uh, seminars. Beckinar doesn't work either. It does work. It's a great idea. It has you talking about the name, just like Read Your Zone. One. It's all all about the name. You you come up with a name that people are going to say, eh, it should be something else. And then you just remember that name. You're saying because it's bad, it works? Nope. Did not say that. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope. Is it bad? I didn't say that. Is it good? No, it's not, or nope, I'm you're not, not saying asking, it. I'm not asking, no comment. Is it good or bad? It's, <clears throat> what it's is a, your comment on the word or phrase Beckinar? Uh, it's a Beckinar. Be is great. it a good or bad branding? It's it's going to be great. It's going to be a great experience. It's going to be a good informational uh, class for people to learn about cryptocurrency. It either needs to be better or worse. It needs to be so much worse that we could mock it okay. or a better name. But oh it's gosh. a great concept. I feel so awkward. Coming up uh, July 19th, next week, uh, Glenn is going to host a free online investment training broadcast. And it's going to help you learn all about blockchain technology and cryptocurrency with Tika. Tika Tuari. You know how to pronounce his last name? No, I, and I try so hard. Tuari. Okay. Let's hear it. Tuari. 
One more? Tuari. Tuari. Perfect. Nailed it. Nailed it. He's from the uh, Palm Beach letter. They're going to explain what cryptocurrency is. They're going to help you understand blockchain technology so you can make educated choices in the future. I mean, it's part of this is going to be here to stay. And you know what? Even if it is only around for another year, let's say a year, two years down the road, it all goes away. There's going to be an opportunity for you to make money in the next two years. They're going to, these things are going to move up and down. They're going to be traded. Why not make a couple of bucks off of it? Anyway, learn coming up July 19th. Sign up for the free Beckinar at BeckCryptoShow.com. BeckCryptoShow.com. It's a free event. Just sign up at BeckCryptoShow.com. Tika is also going to give you some information on some specific cryptocurrencies that he's recommending right now. You can take part in their exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway as uh, part of the Palm Beach letter. And... He'll uh, give you some exclusive training on this stuff. It's at BeckCryptoShow.com. Sign up right now. Uh, Big Mike actually brings it up and says, whenever Doc Thompson uses the big boss voice, this is what I see every single time. And I agree with him. Remember the guy from Spider-Man? Oh, yeah. The guy who played J. Jonah Jameson. Yep. Every J. Jonah time, Jameson. Every time you do that. I think of him. He was a he was a pretty damn good oh, J. Jonah Jameson. Yes, yes. He was what's his name? J.K. Simmons? J.K. Simmons. He was uh back in the day, wasn't he in Oz? Ooh, I don't know. I think he I was the white Oz. supremacist who branded his well, small makes, white man that was put in jail with him. I had to stop sense. watching. It was horrible. Makes I couldn't sense. take it. He had this light uh, white small middle-aged suburban man who was okay. weak who got thrown into the big time lockup mm. and they ate him alive whoa anyways this guy gk simmons <clears throat> jk simmons he um he's in a show on i think netflix maybe it's on prime called counterpart i think it's prime is it stars oh stars i watched it on prime though because yeah, it was prime. two stars yeah. um trippy little show is it but he does a great job Bizarre, bizarre, interesting concept. But that'd be one that's kind of worth yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, get tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson Show and at Real Chris Cruz. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey there, it's Doc Thompson. I want to tell you about another show that I think you're going to like. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about news stories that we think are important and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcast. Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Did you see Counterpart? Did you see it? No. Rob, who's uh, spinning the dials TV style for us in the next room, uh, said he watched the pilot version. He has the rest of them DVR'd, whatever that is. No one has DVR now. I have DVR. You still have DVR? Yeah. What do you have DVR for? It comes with Hulu. Oh, okay, if that's what. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know why you're just not watching them on these other platforms at this point. True, but Hulu does it where you could just record anything. So You need to commit and give up your beta and just go VHS, Chris. Just give it up. <laughs> now, um, 
It's uh, it's pretty good. Check it out. It's, okay. it's pretty trippy. It's I don't want to spoiler alert and give the concept away. You, you figure it out like in the first half of the pilot, mm. but I'll just figure it out by itself. But it's a, it's a great concept. I watch a bunch of movies that I have no idea what they're doing now. I see there are what's the there's one out right now. I don't think I mentioned. I may have mentioned it to Jeffy when he was in when you were out. Um, starts with an S. Ah, it's a Spanish word. It means hitman or whatever. The one with... Yeah, what is it? Sicario. 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 Oh, okay. <clears throat> Benicio Del Toro is in it. Yes. That's a movie. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. And this is the second one. Mm. I didn't know when the first one was out at the movies. I didn't see that was out of theaters at all. But I watched it, I don't know, a month ago on Netflix or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what this is. Let's check it out. And it was good. And when I got done, I'm like, wow, that was pretty good. I really don't know what a lot of it was, but it was pretty good. <laughs> like they say things and I'm like, okay, I don't know what character they're talking. They mean that. I don't know. But oh, okay. that guy just killed that other guy. <laughs> he acted like he deserved it. I think he deserved it. He seemed like a bad guy. Oh, I think somebody got revenge. Okay. Like I get the simple <laughs> concepts and the characters are awesome and the setting. So characters love them. You know, they're really rich. And the acting's good and the movie and the script is good. It's just like I'd have to watch it like four or five times to go, oh, that guy <laughs> because of that thing. <laughs> I just and I that. think I, I get to the point where I'm like, you know what? I it's okay if I don't know. It's okay. It's still pretty interesting. Okay. Do you do you find yourself doing that yes, at times? Yes, okay. Yes, yes. Not just because of the language barrier. Oh wow. I'm asking you if that's Kirk, do you do that at times with movies where you're like, I really don't know those pieces, but it's still good? Okay. Sicaro, absolutely that way for me. Okay. And I'd forgotten. I just remember basic good impression of the movie. I was like, oh, yeah, that was pretty good. So my son wanted to see a movie. There were certain things weren't showing. We'd already seen some others. And I'm like, how about this one? Mm -hmm. I said, I watched the other one. It's pretty good. He goes, okay. We go there and same thing. (laughs) I'm watching and I was like, I don't even know what that scene was about. But it was pretty cool. He's getting old. He, I asked myself, we walked out. I go, that scene where that happened. And I was like, why did that happen? He goes, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and I gave him some scenarios. Now I'm going to tell you what it is, but it's towards the end of the movie if you've seen it. And the character's rolling down the road. And there's an incident. Okay, He's just driving down the road. I can't figure out if the incident is random... Okay. Just happen. Okay. Or if it ties into one of four other storylines that were in the movie. One out of four? At least two. Okay. Possibly three or four. Because they were looser tie-ins. With a bigger impact? Yeah, with a bigger... But I was like, wow, holy moly. Did that happen? Because (laughs) I don't know why that happened. And then I started thinking... Is this an artsy thing where they want us to figure it out? Uh, you ever do that? You know, okay, sometimes okay. where they're like, and the killer is, dun, da, 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 the credits roll, and you're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> no, no, they want you to figure out who you it was. You figure it out. You write your own ending. Oh, shut up. I'm paying 12 bucks a movie. You write the damn You ending. write the ending, right? <laughs> For that, would have stayed at home. That's right. <laughs> if I'm writing half the movie... You're going to give me a 50% discount? <laughs> yeah. Or some, you know, some money back, give me some kickback. Right, that's what I'm saying there. Anyways, it makes me feel stupid, but I'm even okay with that now. All right, conservatives.
Libertarians. Oh, here we go. Where are you? Here we go. What do they what do they do now? I just want to hear their stance on this. Okay. Hear your stance on it. Here we go. A judge in Ohio, this is Warren County, Ohio, so this would be uh, near uh, Youngstown. A judge has denied a request for a 15-year-old, by a 15-year-old, and the 15-year-old's parents Okay. to change her name to... from Heidi to Elliot. Okay, what's wrong with that? Heidi is transitioning. Oh, okay. Heidi is transgender. Okay. And is transitioning to Elliot, which Heidi, um, that's a bad name. Uh, Elliot. Don't don't pick Elliot. No, not Elliot. Mm-mm. Isn't Elliot still like a, like a girl? I name? wouldn't say it's a bad name. I'm just saying there's going to be better names. Yes. I mean, in the, okay, you're a girl. Okay. And I'm you're going to transition to a boy's name. Mm-hmm. Are you picking Elliot? No. What's the matter with you? No. Kevin. It's not in the top hundred names. Kevin. First of all, it's you go, what is my motivation here? What type of man am I going to be? If you want to be alpha male. Oh, you got to pick a strong name. You could do the crazy soap opera alpha male, Bolt. Right? Something like that. Okay. Right? You do that. Or if you just want a stronger, but Elliot. No. That's a guy who, who gets pushed down at recess. I remember an Elliot in the military. He got pushed Right? So many times. I don't think I know any adult males named Elliot. I only knew children who got pushed down on the playground. Because I think you get to a certain age and you're like, I'm getting pushed down on the playground. Elliot's got to go. It's Bolt now. Listen, a Bolt does not get pushed down on the playground. And Elliot, oh, no. they do. Bolt. Bolt is doing the pushing. Hey, everybody, let's push Bolt to the ground. Ooh, no. That's not happening. No, no, not happening. No, no. Bolt's the one who pushes somebody to the ground. Anyway. So that's a fail. Nevertheless, Heidi is transitioning. And her parents, his parents, Elliot's parents now, want to officially change her name. She's been going by Elliot for a while. So they go before a judge to change her name. Now, I'm trying to make sure I fully understand the story. Okay. I believe I do. The judge was not being asked to change Elliot and Heidi's gender. Okay. Because you have to get the, um, the the judge to say whether or not you could change on official documents now. Mm. There are states that allow for that. Um, I don't think that was the, that's what we're talking about here. Okay. That's a whole separate situation. Okay. <clears throat> first of all, whether or not... Jeffy's got me on first of all. That's become a crutch of mine. I'm going to stop that. Number one. Is that better? Yes. A, there we go. There is, should a person at 15 be allowed to go under the knife, to have surgery, to transition? Is their parent consent? With their parent's consent. Yes. Should they be allowed at 12? If there's parent consent. Four. If there's parent consent. See, I think uh, uh, that's that's bothering me there. I. If the parent says yes and parents know, then yes. It's up to the parent because the parent is responsible for that kid. I would say first and foremost, under 18, parental consent with all of this. Yes. Okay. But you may differ. In your mind, right now as I'm saying this, you may say, no, doc, they shouldn't be allowed to at all because I'm against transitioning. Okay. Okay. That's your opinion. You're welcome to it. 
Uh, you could say if they're a teenager, if they're a certain age, with their parents' consent, fine. But that's one issue. Should yes, they be able to transition? Yes, yes, that's a different thing. They were not asking the judge if they could transition mm, that was to have saying. the surgery. They didn't ask, from what I could tell, to have their gender changed mm-hmm. on official documents. <clears throat> okay. Just a simple name change. Name change. change. And the judge turned him down. Hmm, that's not... No. Sorry, judge. You got this one wrong. I'm sorry. If the girl wants to change her name to a freaking chair, couch, B. It, changing your name is not necessarily a gender and issue. By the way, is that something that you have to do? Go to a judge to change your name? Officially, yes. Huh. I thought you just go there and change it. No. If Well, no. You, you have to go through the legal process. So huh. a judge is somebody's going to have to sign off on it. Oh, you know what I mean? I thought you go like to you know the social security <clears throat> people. Hey, I'm changing my name. Well, women can do that if they're if they get married. There's an easy process or easier process for officially changing your last name. Oh, okay. But if I suddenly want to change for my given name of Doc Thompson mm-hmm. to you know your given name Doc Thompson right to Elliot okay. Smith, yeah. the Morning Blaze with Elliot Elliot Smith, Smith right? Ugh. That's um, then I'm going to have to go and go okay. through the legal process. And they change all this stuff. This has nothing to do with the transgender issue yes that's the reason elliot was changing to elliot but for a judge to deny it based on the transition that's not good that's wrong yep the judge is from what i can tell imposing their viewpoints on transgender if you want to do that because of a legal gender change okay maybe Mm-hmm. But not for a name change. Mm-mm. I think the judge overstepped their boundaries yes. here. The judge said, whether the teen has experienced gender dysphoria or is not comfortable with her body is something that only time will reveal. It's the teen's distress brought about by confusion, peer pressure, or other non-gender issues. Or is it truly a mismatch between her gender identity and her body? Hmm. <coughs> hmm. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with this. And why as a judge would you wade into an issue yeah. that you don't have to? Yeah, exactly. That's 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 very bold from a judge to do that. It has nothing to do about sex change at all. It's just, hey, just change my name. And by the way, Elliot could be a girl's name. Even if it wasn't. If yeah. Heidi wants to stay a girl, yeah. still dresses a girl, effeminate, is not transitioning, does not have gender dysphoria, whatever... Says, I just like the name Elliot. And okay, the parents yeah. are cool with it. Yeah. She could yep. change her name to Elliot. Yep. Being as feminine, woman, whatever. You could change her name to anything. Yep. Names change, by the way. Yes. Uh, there are names that were primarily one gender that have now become recognized as primarily meaning another gender. There are some names that are equally represented by both men and women, like Chris. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Whoa, whoa. Yes. <clears throat> Why did you have to go to mine? Uh, isn't Chris probably the one that is most common for yes, both men and women? I hate it. That is hate unisex. It. And my name is Christian. What about usually... Alex? What's oh, Alex? Alex? Alex is yeah. pretty common too for Alex. both genders. Yeah. Alexandria and Alexander. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. But it's kind of a nickname. But it's I guess. funny because Christian is so many letters. Mm-hmm. So sometimes in official documents, the N goes away. Mm-hmm. So you got Krisha. Oh. Uh, and they go, Kristen. Where do you see that? That's just something else. Well, imagine me. Doc? 
Well, my it's actually Dakina. <laughs> and people just assume that's feminine then. Is there a man inside you? There is a... Dakina? Yeah, yes. The, the woman inside Does me. The woman yes. inside you? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's the matter? Dakina. It's a family name. Is it? Yeah. Dakina. It's, it's tribal. Can you spell it? It's tribal. Spell it, please. D-O-C-I-N-A. Dakina. Why? Huh? You really thought about this. What are you talking about? about it? It's my, it's my, I mean, it's my middle name. So what's your name? Barbara Dakina Thompson. It's <laughs> my, it's, <clears throat> I know Barbara's old school too. Oh so. yeah. Well, you are old. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I just, uh, Doc seems a little hipper Barbara. with that or whatever, a little more masculine. With Dakina Thompson. A buddy of mine worked with a guy, a man whose name was Tracy Kim Loveless. Oh, that's a powerful name. <clears throat> For a woman, Tracy, it can be a man's name. Yes. Kim can be a man's name. Yes. Loveless. Loveless. But doesn't that sound like every angle? Yes. Oh, like yeah. not only a woman, it's also a stripper. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Did he have a late night show talk about sex and love? No, but he had a few issues. <laughs> you can understand that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Loveless. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so... I think the judge, why would you wade into these waters yeah. of, of making a statement on transgender? This is a judge who I believe is trying to legislate from the bench. Uh, and that is wrong. wrong. Um, on any level, even if I agree on a topic, a judge should not be legislating from the bench. This is a name change. And he's questioning whether or not this person should be able to transgender. Mm. I don't know what the law is in Ohio. I'm assuming you could have this surgery if you're 15, if mm. your parents consent. Mm-hmm. It would be wrong for the judge to deny any issue about that. If if she's had the surgery and goes, all right, I got all the different parts now. I want to have an, an M next to my name, not an F. Mm. I want to be on all those records. I want to be able to officially check the M box or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the judge, that's if it's the law, how, why are you making a statement? Mm-hmm. But denied this? He wrote in his decision, age, development, maturity. Adolescence is a time of fevered exploration. The court is sympathetic to the parents of the child and their desire, uh, uh, the desire of the child. In essence, the court isn't saying no to the, is saying no to the name change. Okay. He told the teen, ask again once you become an adult. Hmm. Yeah, so isn't saying no, is saying no, but just now, okay. not in the future. You're too young. Ask again when you become an adult. Basically, you're too young. Even if you have parent consent, you're too young. That's what the judge is saying. If I went before this judge, or let's say somebody comparable, 15, okay. 15-year-old girl goes before the judge a month from now, two years from now, and says, hey, I want a name change, parents consent. Her name is Kelly, and she wants to change to Barb. Okay. Is the judge going to say, now this is the time of adolescence, you know, it's very confusing. You may get down the road and realize you don't like the name Barb. So why don't you stick with Kelly now to you're an adult? Ask again in a couple of years. Hmm. Clearly, this is about the yeah. transgender portion and not about the name. Shouldn't yeah. the judge have stuck to it being about the name? Yes. 100% yes. So, uh, and the reason I bring this up. Being on this side of trans of transitioning is okay. going to be more conservative. Conservatives generally do not support 
Any transitioning the Any. same way that people on the left do, right? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay. So you're trying to make a statement here. Yep. Conservatives have to stand up and say, this is not who we are. No, to the judge. No. Because, first of all, it doesn't have to do with transitioning. It's the name change. Do you want the judge doing this? Imagine if the judge had done this with something that you appreciate yeah. or hold dear, one of yeah. your values. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you be upset by that? Of course. And you should be upset about that. Just- How about this? Okay. If you wanted to have a name change based on your faith, mm, you're a Christian. Okay. And you say, my name is, I'm a staunch Christian and my name's Muhammad. Ooh, hello. And I just, you know, it's nothing wrong. It's a fine name, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just people assume I'm Muslim and it's, it, you know, I just want to stay away from all of that. Yes. I want to change it to Jesus. Okay. Okay. Would would you be okay with the judge going, you're 15, you know what? You may realize that you're not a Christian in a mm. few years. You might want to be a Muslim. Why pigeonhole yourself? Come back in three years. And you know those conservatives are going to be pissed. How They'd dare you tell him he cannot change his name to Jesus? That's Jesus. Oh, sorry. Jesus? This is a judge who's clearly expressing an opinion that has nothing to do with this. He's overstepping his bound. He's legislating from the bench. And conservatives, libertarians, this is one of those opportunities for you to stand with this transgender boy, girl, not making a ruling on trans, just transitioning, but saying the government has no business telling you whether or not you can change your name to whatever the hell you want to change it to. You are listening to the smooth sounds of the morning blaze with Doc Thompson. you haven't heard we are the number seven ranked show among filipino tilt roll operators so there you have it this is the morning blaze with doc thompson uh please please yes it's not babs we have to it's barb we have to change that it's not babs it's very triggering i mean it's bad i don't even like tell a lot of people about barb that's the reason i went with doc but babs i gotta draw the line indiana mike saying what i learned today like elaine it's not Sue's. It's, it's Susan. Susan. I love that. That's a good episode. <coughs> she was able to manipulate that conversation pretty good. Yeah, that was from Opera Yada Yada. Yada Yada. Yada Yada. Yada Yada. The Morning Blaze with Babs Thompson and Christy Chris Christy Cruz. Yep, I'd listen to that. Oh, that's fine. But would you hit that? Ooh. Not somebody named Bob's. Barb's. Or Babs. No. Dakina? Nope. Not even that. It's so pink. I'm just a little, little hurt that nobody asked, is he hot? <laughs> what way has that? Even though he got girl names. I got. I like this one. TJ Toppin, uh, Beck stands for buy every crypto kid. <laughs> I saw the fire one, just yes. Doc's tiny sack. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's a little uh, meme. He has a little fire going, like a little campfire. <laughs> and on the fire, it says hashtag TMB gate. Mm-hmm. There's a man, mm-hmm. and he has Doc written on it, 
And the man is holding a gallon of gasoline, pouring it onto the fire. And on the gallon of gasoline, it says, references to TMB being taped. <laughs> Doc, throwing it on there. Uh, TMB, uh, Damis saying. By the way, I had people call me out on that uh, for a Rule 3 violation, coming clean. Come clean about what? That they're saying, come clean, that they Thursday and Friday were recorded last week. They were not recorded last week. They were not recorded last week. That is correct. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The shows that aired on Thursday and Friday were not recorded last last week. week. Exactly. That's good. We did. We came clean. Uh, No, I'm just saying this because um, I'm not so sure we didn't come clean. Okay. If you know the show, you're like, oh, okay. They're always coming clean. Yeah. Right? Yes. Do we have to give an official prepared statement to come clean? Do we need to call a press conference? Hi, it's Doc Thompson. I'm calling a press conference here. A long, okay. lengthy John Kerry-like oh, tweet. You know, tweet number one. One of 50. One of 50. Two of 50. <laughs> three of 50. Four of 50. As you start going one slash of, that should be a Oof. hold it, rethink this thing. Maybe you should not go on Facebook. I mean, on Twitter. Or yeah. maybe I should just, you know, copy it, make it like John Kerry one on a document, then stick a screenshot. Just screenshot and or then something. Put it That's out there. fine. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would just say this. Quite often we come clean without official lengthy statements. Yeah. Sometimes our satire is us coming clean. Yes. Okay, very good. Yes. yes. What else do you got? Sorry. I got TMB Jameis saying, Papa John's damage control following IHOP's great idea will now be known as Baba John's because black blacks are beautiful also. <laughs> Baba John's. Baba John's. Baba John's. Blacks are beautiful. Better ingredients. Better. Blacks are beautiful also. Better ingredients. Oh my better gosh. Pizza. Can you imagine if they put that out today? What, they should just do. We're changing our name to Baba. And they're like, in, and they say it's because of both IHOP yep. and because of what happened with Papa yep. John. We just want to get ahead of We're going to change it to Baba because Papa is now cha- tainted because yes. of his name. Yes. <gasps> oh my gosh, that yep. would be brilliant. Yep. Baba John's. Blacks are, ingredients. Blacks are beautiful also. Blacks in the kitchen, better ingredients. The Morning Blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is The Morning Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. My wife sent me a video of Baby Wyeth, who's seven months, yeah. eating watermelon that cracks me up. Yeah. What is up with your family and watermelon, dude? My wife loves it. I like watermelon. My wife loves it. But she gave him like one of those little wedge-shaped pieces, mm-hmm. and he is completely fixated on it. It is hilarious. <laughs> he just, like the rest of the world does not exist, which he is the nosiest kid. Like anything you do, he's always looking around. 
You go and he is just like, nope, I'm on this watermelon. And then she sent me a still shot of which she took the watermelon away and he is freaking out. And well, then, she didn't take it away. He ate it all. That's true. She took the rind away. Yeah. But yeah, he's freaking out. It is so funny. She's like, yeah, he's definitely me in that because she likes watermelon that one. Should I, uh, should I post that up? Yeah, you should. I'll, uh, I'll tweet that out in a couple of seconds or whatever. We get a chance. Hey, if you get a chance, go to patriotmobile.com slash doc and sign up today because the deal they're offering is a powerful one. You can transition away from, it just seems like a buzz phrase. It is. It is. Transition away from companies that support crazy transition stuff. <laughs> Transition away from your bad mobile company, which is any company that's not Patriot Mobile, to Patriot Mobile, a good freedom and capitalism-based company. Patriotism, mm. libertarian, conservative, these are the things that they stand for. The good-isms. The good-isms, right. Yes. Not the bad-isms. No. That's who they are. But they've got a great deal. You could transition and and put $1,500 to getting you out of whatever bad deal you're currently in. Yep. $1,500 per account to pay off any old phone bill you have. Fees, contract. Fees. Yeah, if you break a contract, they're like, it's $400 to break it. What? 400 not a problem. No. I got 1500 coming from yep. Patriot Mobile. It's a yep. great deal. Yep. Plus, they have a great deal on phones. They do. This month and this month alone, you can get a new Motorola E4 or E4 Plus smartphone for only 4 bucks a month. And Wait, it sounds like you said $4 a month. I did say $4. One, two, three, four dollars $4 a month for the Motorola E4, E4 Plus. By the way, I just found out that Jeffy's wife loves that phone. Really? Yes. That's her fave? That's her favorite. She loves the Motorola E4 and E4 Plus. I'm like, okay. And not only that, you can save up to 40% on a terrific water-resistant phone. Perfect for the summer so you don't lose it down the river. Like do I you do. realize that's, that's less than 50 bucks a year? For the phone, four bucks a month. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the significance of that, there's many of us that pay $30, $40, $50 per month on our current phone. Uh, My iPhone X that is no longer in my iPhone X is, uh, I was $1,000, and I was paying $40 a month. There it is. I was paying $40, and when I call them, it's like, oh, sorry, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, that's how it is. That's how it yeah, is. Yeah, don't deal with any of that no. nonsense. Uh, sign up for Patriot Mobile today. It's 800-A-PATRIOT. You're going to love doing business with this company. You've heard us talk about them. You've probably been thinking about switching. Maybe you just haven't had the time. When you do, this will be one of those. You'll go, why didn't I do that six months ago? You will be thrilled with Patriot Mobile. An amazing company. In fact, I'm going to have uh, breakfast with them today. Oh, yes, we are. I'm going to and say hi to them. I'm to find out what's going on because oh, I know they're crushing. I, am I invited to this? Well, now I guess I have to take you along. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. Sign up today. You'll be thrilled you did. Noel Yates, uh, Ye- Yates? Yates is joining us now, president of World Health. Noel, did I get that right? Yates? You got that right. Hi. Hi there. Thanks so much for joining us. I saw your uh, your article, The Unheard Voices of the hashtag MeToo movement. Who are those voices? Well, I believe those voices are the women around the world that have been crying Me Too in some cases for hundreds of years, and simply no one is listening. These are women trapped in slavery all around the world. Um, We're working specifically in Thailand and India, helping to give some of those women freedom. Aren't those the voices? I mean, if you're going to prioritize, those are the most significant voices of any hashtag Me Too type moment, right? Movement. And yet they're the ones that are not being heard. 
That's right. You know, as an as American woman, I consider myself a strong woman. I'm very appreciative of the women that have spoken up for our rights. But given the work that I do and the needs that I see around the world in the middle of all these Me Too and Time's Up and Enough movement, I just can't help but think that we as American women represent such a small percentage of women around the world. We represent such a small part of the global state of women. And I, I wonder, could we ever truly be free in a world where so many women around the world are still enslaved? If there's nothing wrong with people expressing themselves, if you have a political opinion, that's certainly uh, protected, and I support that. And there's nothing wrong, even in America, if people say, women in particular, hey, there is a disparity here. Something is wrong. Now, I disagree with some of the movements and claims that people have made, but there are times when people can say this is not right. Women or men or this person or this group of people is not being treated right, and that's fine. But, Noel, I find it difficult in America to hear stories about people who overhear a dirty jerk at a joke in their office that some jerk offers up, and they're offended, and they're saying that they've been victimized because... In America, you have people that have been raped, but around the world, it's so much worse. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I don't know that I'm one to debate which is worse. I just am trying to challenge people to consider that if we're going to have these movements here to remember the state of women around the world, and if we're going to value the lives of women here and, um, and, and value how women are treated, there are women around the world uh, that are being treated in the same way, and yes, in some cases worse, and no one seems to care. And there are practical ways that we can speak up for them, too. They have no voice. They have no way to express me, too. But we can use our freedom as women that we have here to speak up on their behalf. You were recently in Thailand? That's right. What were you doing in Thailand? In Thailand, we're working with uh, girls who are uh, enslaved there. Um, you know, the Thailand is a place where many men come. In fact, some numbers I've heard are as high as over 9 million men come there a year simply for sex, many of them American, Western men. Um, so we are contributing to the problem. But in Thailand, you find something different than what most people view as what we would call trafficking. You know, when, when you use that word trafficking, people think of the word, the movie, taken. But in, in Thailand, what you have is what we would call cultural slavery, where the pimp is literally poverty. These girls come from rural locations, live in such extreme poverty, and they simply come to the cities looking for legitimate work. And they get there with no education, no skills, and the only place they can find to sleep are in these bars. And one thing leads to another, and they find themselves trapped in a line of work that they never dreamed of. And I've met so many girls, none of them happy to be in this work, but trapped simply to support their families, their mothers, their, their brothers, sometimes children they've left back home, simply helping them to survive. If it, I mean, it is... It's common. It's not even that it's not uncommon. It's actually just common, this, this level of sex work in Thailand. Do the girls, do they even get, because it is so cultural now, how wrong it is? And I don't mean wrong that they're, they're bad people. I mean wrong that this exists. Do they, do they even fully conceptualize that? 
I think that's a great question. I think it is so embedded in their culture and culturally the the daughters there are expected in some ways to be the breadwinners for the family, which is very counterculture to, to what we're used to. Um, so in some ways it is embedded in them that this is just their, their lot in life. But what I've seen is you know, once they are given that second chance, you know, another opportunity, then they're able to dream. And we found that in our safe homes, these girls that once you saw on the street who have no hope, they get to a home, they realize they have a second chance and they're dreaming to be engineers and and teachers and, and all kinds of things they've never thought they could do. But I mean, their stories are heartbreaking. There's one particular girl that's in our safe home now, and she was sold five times before she ended up in this one bar. She was sold to an elderly couple um, in the city to take care of them at 11 years old. And when she was, her tiny frame was not big enough to lift that elderly couple in and out of bed, they got tired of her and sold her to a bar. And so this is the, this is the kind of life they've led, you know, by the time we can get to them and, and help rescue them. But once they're, you know, their minds are open that there's another way that they can literally have dreams for their life, the transformation is incredible. It's funny because on one hand, you, you want the culture to not accept this, to say this is wrong because, you know, that brings about change. But on the short term or in the short term, the fact that it is not looked down upon like maybe it would be in the West you know, like that is just accepted, does them a little bit of a favor that maybe they're not as as much of a social pariah. They're not as seen as, you know, as tainted because of this, even though it's not their fault. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yes, but they do, you know, the, 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 it is tainted even in that society to okay. some degree. And the girls, when they come out, um, it is almost like they're marked and they have hard time getting legitimate work, so to speak. So even in that culture, it's definitely looked down upon. So difficult. Such a, I mean, just about anybody who hears this, you just, you cringe because it's so horrific to think of that. The, the enslavement, whether it's sexual enslavement or just enslavement in general is just so triggering for me. And then you, you want to help them. And really, it almost feels like you're, you're bailing out the ocean with a thimble here. If I were to save and had the ability to fly to Thailand and save one of these kids and say, I'm going to you know, help you go to college and do all this stuff or whatever, you're, you are helping one person. That's magnificent. But there's just so much of it. How do we make a huge impact, Noelle? Well, you know, I love answering that question because I feel like that is the big question people have with this issue because at face value, it is overwhelming. But I think, you know, there's several practical things we can do. One is acknowledge that we're contributing to this. You know, Western men are going over there and and um, and going after these girls. So we're contributing to the problem. We need to acknowledge that and have our society look different uh, upon that. The second thing is, yes, you can, if you help one girl, that may seem like a drop in the bucket. But what I have seen with this particular issue is when you help one girl, that means you have ended that cycle for generations to come. That means her daughter will not go into the work and her daughter and her daughter and so on. And that's where you see the incredible impact of what you can do when you help just one person. So what is, the, I mean, some of this has to come from the Thai government. They, they have to get their crap together. And I'm not intimately familiar with, you know, the politics in Thailand and the structure and everything else. 
it, uh, do they know this is going on? Do do they have the desire to change this first off, and do second of all, do they have the ability to change it? You know, I, I think for the first time, I'm I'm starting to see some hope in that. You know, the, our State Department just uh, published what they call the TIP report, the trafficking in persons, where they um, basically evaluate all the countries around the world, and there's like a tier system of what you're rated. And I believe Thailand was just given a tier two rating, which means they are making efforts, but they're still falling below some standards. And on this last visit. Um, I was able to actually meet some of the uh, police officers that are really doing some incredible work. So I think they really are um, making some efforts and some headway in that. I mean, it's a big, big task ahead of them. But I think there are some encouraging signs that they're fighting against this. That's at least good. How can people find out more about uh, about you and the work you're doing and also uh, World Help? Well, they can go to worldhelp.net slash freedom and they can learn more about what we're doing there on the ground in thailand and how they can um, help us and make a difference in one girl's life we'll tweet out uh, links to that as well okay all right all right noel thanks so much for joining us i appreciate it this is such a disturbing story um it's it's frustrating because i don't want to hear about it I don't want to hear about it. Do you, do you want to hear about it? No, no. And, they contact and then when I hear me, about it, it's overwhelming. It's They contacted me a long time ago, and I was like, oh, I really, because they told me that she was going to be traveling. I, I want to like, help. And I want to help, but at the same good. time, I'm I like, can't. it's so. It's very dark, and especially it, here, it is. It is, is very dark. It is dark. It is. If I feel hopeless about it, mm-hmm. how you imagine think how feel. they feel. Yeah. And then, and then, and then the more research, because we know Glenn does the, you know, with OUR rescue. Operation Underground Railroad. Yeah. he And we see them all around here telling stories. And I just don't want to think of, like she said, you know, most of these people are Americans going out there just for sex. <clears throat> sex with kids. And it's so dark to think of my fellow man doing that. Ah. Oh. This is uh, this is a tricky one. There's there's not a silver bullet to this. No, no. This is one of the most difficult things to change. When it comes to stuff like the drug trade, hmm. we have gone after the illegal exchange of drugs, the war on drugs, uh, from the wrong perspective. You have to take away some of the desire for it. That's got to be a huge part of it. When it comes to illegal immigration. Take away the desire, the the thing that makes them want to go. It's going to be more difficult to take away the desire to go to Thailand and have sex with yeah. prostitutes, whether it's underage, whatever you're into. It's going to be more difficult because the heart wants what the heart wants. People have desires, flawed or other. They do. Mm-hmm. And some of that can be changed because you've got a, a screw it's loose like in your it. noggin. Yeah. Some of that can be. Mm-hmm. Some of it cannot be. But when it comes to drugs, yeah, you can take away a lot of that desire. Drug use um, is driven a lot by poverty. It's driven by some issues you have, but it's usually social issues, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. It's not just, it's, it's a little easier to target the desire there. Yeah. Some of this sex trafficking, a lot of it has to come from the other end. And it can't be, it can't on a significant level end with us saying, Hey, we're going to put some political pressure on, 
or we're going to target a country or there's mm-hmm. going to be better police force or to catch a predator type programs. Those all help. Don't get me wrong. It has to be from those countries and their governments. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't target them, you're not going to change the culture. And the culture is tied to this. It has The culture has to be a part of it. That comes partially from education. Education is going to be helped set up by the government. That's, that's a 20-year task in Thailand. Oh, yeah. And you oh, have yeah. to go big now. You can't start chipping away at it. You got to go big and start changing it. I don't know. It seems overwhelming at times. It is. I'd like to help. We'll tweet out the information. If you yeah, can help, did. that would be great. Mm-hmm. If you can uh, go to use WaxRx, we'd appreciate that as well. Use WaxRx is where you can get the WaxRx system to help you clean out the earwax from your ears. does a lot of good because it saves you money and time going to the doctor, and it makes your ears healthier. Let's say you've shoved foam rubber in your ear. Oh, I wonder who did that. You know, that'll help flush some of that I mean, stuff out as well. It's not designed for foam rubber, but if you've got other particulates it in there, it will come out. Some of it may come out, yeah, yeah it, but it works perfectly on earwax. Keep so them clear. Itchy ears. You, itchy means... ears. Let's say you shove something in there because the ears are itchy and it breaks off. Ooh. You wouldn't have had to have done that if you had just used Wax yeah. RX. Three step system to clean that earwax out. Ear drops to soften the wax, especially designed pump to flush it all out. And then finally the pH balance rinse, which leaves your ears soft and supple. Just visit them today at usewaxrx.com, promo code radio. Your attention, please. We are the number one show on the planet. The president said so. You're listening to The Morning Blaze, the number one listen to show on the planet. I'm talking billions and billions of people. Believe me. Believe me. See? This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson, 888-900-3393. All right, get the tweets with the hashtag, what I learned today, and please follow at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. Polish Americans saying, Doc says... Polish or Polish? Did I say Polish? Yeah. Polish. It might be Polish American. I'm it guessing it's Polish. I don't know for sure. Maybe no, they're a Polish American. Maybe they, uh, they're they a nah. jeweler, and they okay. polish up the jeweler. I get it. Silversmith or something. Up. No, I, I don't know. I get- I'm... I'm just saying it. It's probably, but it may be polished. With high impact. Yes, exactly. Okay. We have to consider those things. Polish. Damn it. <laughs> po- <laughs> Polish American patriot says. Doc says you were recently in Thailand. Doc thinking. Damn, I'm not a Thai expert anymore. Uh, I'm still in some circles. She just knew a little bit more. Okay. Jr. Fifteen saying there are. Towels all over the Blaze Studios. So Doc and Chris always are coming clean. Always coming clean. Yep. A lot of people were asking to fill Yeah, I just threw it out there. I just don't in get case. That. Just threw it out there. Kool-Aid with a C saying, you know that eventually Doc and Chris are going to actually pre-record a segment playing on radio while TV shows them sitting there eating, you know, just to screw with us. You mean in the future we will? Yeah, in the future. Um, Did, coming clean. Coming mm. clean. Uh-huh. Um, we've already done that about four times in the past. 
There occasionally there have been interviews yes. where people could not join us this early hour no. and they were significant. Yes. Uh, and I, I don't even think it's four. I remember. I remember four. Do you? Yes. Seriously, I four? four. Yes. I don't even think it was that many. I remember four. But over the last two years, yeah. Oh, over the, over the last eight months, four. I remember four exactly. There was not four in yes. eight months. One, I know one, I know two. There was not four. Yes, it was four. No, there was not okay. four. But okay, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, what? Huh? There was four segments that we did this. Let's just move on. Okay. I don't think it's that many, but I'll take your word. Okay, was, and by the way, this is something I saw. I forgot who said it, but uh, they were asking if the girl's hot. The one transitioning? Yes. I'm not sure that's appropriate. She's it is not transitioning. appropriate. It's it's definitely not appropriate. But no, she was not hot. She's probably better off as a dude. She's she was. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good decision for her. Yes. Here's the thing. I don't think she was a male trapped in a female's body. Okay. What was she? She was a male trapped in a male's body. She was. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, she's very dude like. I mean, maybe some of that stuff was male. But the stuff um, you could regularly see, like her face and that, that was a dude. Softball team, where she plays? Oh, that's a good uh, Let me think here. The, the picture I saw was like with a softball uniform. Yeah. So what field, what, what's her what position? What position is she? I don't know, but she uh, she definitely is a softball player, I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> All right, cool. Hey, that Beckenar is coming up next week. When is the 19th? What day of the week is that? Yeah. The 19th is a week no from idea. today, so that'd be Thursday. The Beckenar is coming up. Yes. You know what? It is so wonderful, the term Beckenar. I think that's all you have to say. Yeah, but you it's have to It's like give a them... webinar hosted by Glenn Beck. It's there a Beckenar. Yes. But what is the Beckenar about? It doesn't. It's Glenn Beck on a webinar. That's all that matters. The name is so significant, I don't even think you have to give details, do you? You love it that much, right? Oh, I do love it that much, but I feel like we have new audience that do not know what a Beckenar Has to do with is. cryptocurrency. Glenn's going to host it with a guy named Tika. Tika's from the Palm Beach Letter. Can I get a last name? Tika Tuari. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dude, I mean... There's Tika, a lot of Tikas. We're tight, though. I, can I know you, you. I know, but a lot of okay. people do not know. Anyways, he's going to be hosting with Tika to explain what uh, cryptocurrencies are, what blockchain technology is, where it's going in the future, and how you can benefit. You need the knowledge to make good choices in the future. It doesn't matter what your choices are going to be. To go long with cryptocurrencies, with certain ones, to say, I'm never going to do those or use them. To understand block technology, how you can use it in the future. Maybe you can start some sort of product or service that will be using uh, blockchain technology. It's all there and it's free. It's coming up a week from today. Just sign up for the free event right now at BeckCryptoShow.com. BeckCryptoShow.com. Tika will also give you some specific cryptocurrencies that he's recommending that could be good investments. And you can take part in the Palm Beach Letters exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway. I'm in. Just go to Beck cryptoshow.com that's beckcryptoshow.com indiana mike saying that beck stands for be extra careful chris be extra careful chris isn't that pretty cool wow that's a good Th- one that's for a you. good one i'm gonna start i don't that. know if that works for everybody else but that's no, certainly it, oh it works for, for you. me it wor- doc you know me does that work for me it works for you and that's something i think glenn has said maybe not an exact that no Glenn has Chris, said it Chris, just like that. Be careful, Chris, right? He just said it just like that. Chris, I, I know, I'm just, just, just be careful. Be careful. Just, yes. I'm not, I'm, just, just be, be careful. careful. Yep. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
cultural appropriation? Yes, please! This is the Morning Blaze. Hey there, it's Doc Thompson and Chris Cruz. Appreciate you joining us. If you're new to the broadcast, we uh, share the uh, the tweets of people who engage in the program and what they learn today. Use that hashtag, though, what I learned today, and please follow us. And uh, we're engaged on other social media platforms as well. It's just through the prod- program. Yeah. Twitter lends itself yeah, it's very much well easier. to the broadcast because it's shortened characters yes. and it's easy to go through them. We don't yes. have to post anything to get you to respond no whereas like facebook we'd have to post something or whatever yes. which we do still monitor facebook and yeah, share some things yeah, from time yeah. to time as well facebook's where we get we get more intimate with you guys ask you questions get some yeah we'll do stuff like that but uh, if you want to follow me on facebook it's facebook.com slash doc thompson show the branding is the same doc thompson show oh, thank you for bragging because my brand is not the same on facebook but okay okay i'm just throwing it out there though just shot. throwing it out there I'm happy to see that finally, finally, we're dealing with this problem of white people on campuses. Finally, we're dealing with it. I mean, there are just far too many white people on campus. I agree. University of California is dealing with this scourge of white people on college campuses, whatever. They are working officially to reduce the number of white people on campus. That's what they're doing. Now, they're not, they haven't marketed as hey we need less white people on campus <laughs> but that's ultimately what it comes down to they are working to reduce the number of white people on campus how are they going to do that <clears throat> well they've got a bunch of plans in place, oh, okay. so i'll explain that they just released a uh, cal poly san uh, luis obispo just released a 30 page report with a series of initiatives on how they can reduce the number of white people on college campuses. You know, like, let's say you're running a college. Okay. You're the dean of a school. Ooh, yes. And you're like, how can we make this school better? Mm -hmm. Well, there is some crime on college campuses, like everywhere. Yeah. So how can we reduce the crime on college campuses? Right? You may have reduced the crime. Mm -hmm. What other problems might you have? More specific crimes. Uh, Underage drinking. Underage drinking, yeah. Which is a crime, but it's also... Well, or just excessive drinking, even if it's not Mm -hmm. underage. So alcohol and drug abuse, right? Mm -hmm. So you would reduce, work to reduce the number of, you know, people who abuse alcohol or drugs. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you're reducing all of those problems. Yes. And you're also reducing this other problem. Yes. Reducing the number of white people on college campuses. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm, how they're mm -hmm. they're doing this. So they have a 30-page report just on that. Mm-hmm. The scourge that is white people on college campuses. Now, they are saying things they like they need to increase the number of people of color. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, if you'd asked me 10, 15, whatever years ago, you said, Doc, what is people of color? I would say, oh, years ago, people, it was common to say colored people. Mm-hmm. And we have the NAACP, and that is the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. And I know that was primarily black folk, Mm -hmm. that you would say, oh, increase black people on college campuses. Got it. Got it. Nailed it. Okay. Although we've learned from the NAACP that uh, the reason they have to change their name and all these, and they say people of color now, it's not just black people. Mm -mm. You say, oh, what other people of color are there? And you would say, oh, Hispanics, Brown. brown people, whatever. Yellow people. Yes, Asians as well. And then there's like Native Americans, 
you know the, the feather or dot the feather okay, feather. okay, okay. but dot would apply and as well apply, yeah. and you start adding this up and you're like okay hold on there sparky give me the list of people who fall under people of color okay Okay, and the, if they go down the list and you're writing them all down, okay, here we let's go. say you had a master checklist okay. of every race. Got it. Okay, and you went down, they're like black people, red okay. people, yellow people, and they go down the whole list, you go down, look, check, 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 check. Okay, we done, good. And you look, the only box you didn't check is white, white people. So people of color mean everybody else. Yes, so if you say you want to increase the number of people of color mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're not overall increasing the number of students, that means you're working to decrease the number of white people. Yes. See, there's no plan in place when they say we're going to increase the number of people of color on college campuses. They're not saying, here's what we're going to do. We're going to add 500 new slots at every college campus in California. Hmm. We're going to we're just going to admit 500 more people than we used to. You know, hmm. we we always topped off right here. We have 2000 on this campus, 4000 on this campus, 1500 over here, 10000 on this campus. They're not saying we're going to add 1000 at each campus. They're keeping those caps the same. Yep. Same number of people attending. Mhm. But they're going to increase the number of people of color. Hmm. There's only one way to do that. Yes. Get rid of. You're going to decrease mm-hmm. the scourge that is white people. Yes. <clears throat> and by the way, I didn't know it's going to be math. This early in the Sorry morning. about that. Sorry. <laughs> it's just like... I know you were told there'd be no math. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. So, yeah. Decrease the number of white people on college campuses. Because hmm. apparently that's a problem. It is. Well, uh-huh. according to them right yes they say um over the past few years they've uh, already uh worked to increase the applications from underrepresented minority students they doubled that from 2008 to 2018 hmm. that's just applications right mm-hmm. there so they're working on other plans and uh, they said to further advance its goals on of reflecting the demographics of California and creating a more diverse and inclusive community, Cal Poly administration has developed a bunch of diversity action initiatives. And this mm. again is according to the official report they laid out there. Okay. Mm. So let me share with you once again that statement and see if you can find anything troubling about it or inconsistent. We'll okay. Say. Got it. Got my bell ready. To further advance the goals of reflecting the demographics of California. Okay. They're going to create a more diverse and inclusive campus. So what they're saying is, mm-hmm. we looked around. We saw. And we see there are a lot more brown people in yeah. society in California. Brown people over there, over there. Than we have on college campuses. Yes. yes. There's not the same percentages no. on college no. campuses. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. We've got far more by percentage brown people wandering around California than we do have wandering around the the college campuses. Shouldn't it be more like that on the college campuses? Yes, it should be. Do you see any any inconsistency (laughs) there? Yes, yes. 
that over the years, when white people have been the majority, they never and we see a lot that. of white people walking around the streets, <laughs> and you see about the same on college campuses, say, whoa! Whoa, whoa. why is this different? We've got to promote some of these other Here people we go. in let's this. Let's go. Hey, whiteies, let's go. Want some colleges? But they don't want that now. No, they do not want that. That seems inconsistent. Very, very. A little side note. Okay. So it's wrong to say colored people. Yes. Well, you just told me that. I did not know that. Yeah, but this is what we've learned. Yes, right? this is what people. we learned. Yes. You'd still say black. Yes. Whatever. And years ago, we'd say colored people or they'd yes. say the N-word or whatever. Yes. N-word out. N-word out. Colored people out. Yes. If you'd say, oh, yeah, you know, that's a colored person. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa. You can't. Racist. Gone. Can't yep, say that. Got can't it. refer it. Mm-hmm. But you could say people of color. <laughs> yes. So you can flip it around and add another word in there. Yes. And you're good to go. Yes. How is that better? Because they say so. It fits the current. So, if I were to say... Okay, careful. What are you going to say? Okay. People would call Asian people rice eaters. That was a, that's a racial slur. Really? The, oh, absolutely. You can't say the rice eaters. Hmm. Right? You can't, it's, it's troubling. But could I say the people who eat rice... Is that okay? It's okay, yes. You follow the, the, the equation, which is switch it around, add another uh, word, and you're good. Can't say the N-word. No, you cannot. Could I say people called the N-word? No, not that one. No. What do you, what do you say? No. These people of color. See, that one is, you know, it's just when you go in the calculator and you plug it in, it goes error. Yeah. Yeah, that's that one. I'm just saying they flipped it around. Error. Hey, don't call us colored people. That's offensive. We're people of color. Oh, well, that makes it great. That's fantastic. That makes it much better. Did that soften it for you, little snowflake? If you say that's a colored person, you know, one of the what color are they? <laughs> no, right. That's insane. What? Okay, fine. <laughs> I won't say it. But you could say people of color. What color, what are, color those are those people? Of color? What is of color, by the way? The, the, yeah. You have color? It's an off what, color? I don't have color? Okay, I'm a bad example because yes. I'm like translucent. I'm no so white. Right but most white people are, still have a color. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. I mean, it's it's pink. Yeah. You know, it's pink. Yeah. It's a yeah. kind of a pinkish tan hue to yeah. it, whatever. Just move along. Could be, you see what I'm saying, yes. though? Yes. yes. You're done with this. Are you uncomfortable I with this? I am very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> Back to their plan. Thank you. To limit the white folk. Thank you. The scourge that is white folk on college campuses. Because remember. Okay. If you look around the state of California. Brown people. Lots of brown people. But on college campuses, no not as peoples. many brown people are saying mm-hmm. so they got to do that. Well, I went through and I noticed that there are at least seven University of California college campuses. Seven. At least seven. Where white people are not the dominant race. Hell. At least seven. But you don't got no names, do you? I do. Oh. Yeah, I'll just throw out a couple. And and they're likely more as well. Yes. But this is what you did in a little bit of research. I just random quick little research on this. Okay. Um, You see Riverside. Hispanics. I know that one. 37%. Ooh. They lead when it comes to race. Okay. And when you do the racial breakdown, yeah. 37% are Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Second, Asians at 30%. Oh, wow. White folk, 14%. Ooh. <clears throat> We're half 
Less yeah, than, half than half of the second. Hispanic, 37. Asians, 30. 14. White. Wow. And I'm just going to do the top three okay. in each one. UC Merced. Hispanics, 48.5%. That's big. Do Hispanics make up 50% of the population of California? I don't think so. They do not. Even if you include the illegals. No, they do not. So if you really want to reflect the racial makeup, shouldn't you then say, all right, Hispanics at UC Merced, we're going to have to shave a few of you people yeah, off. Sorry. You're way off, Sorry. You're way off the quarter. Uh, Asians come in at 23.8%. 12.7% are white. Mm. You mean to tell me in the state of California, there's only 12.7% white people? No. No, there's not. No. It's much greater yes. than that. Uh, UCLA, Asians, 31%. Ooh. White people, 26%. Hispanics, 21%. UC San Diego, Asians, 31%. 26% white, Hispanics, 21%. UC Davis, Asians, 35%. 26% white, Hispanics, 21%. Seems pretty good on those ones. It is Asi- Asians and Hispanics yeah. are well represented. Very. They're both they're both people of color. Yes. The Asian folk are by far further represented and college campuses. Yeah. As far as numbers go, than they are in society. Mm-hmm. Far. One hundred percent. Way ahead. Yes. Um, and you're not. Saying, let's go ahead and have fewer Asian people? Why is it lesser white people? Cumulatively, add those up. UC Merced, just one example. 48.5, we'll round that to 50. Asians, 23.8, let's round that to 21. So you're at 71%. Over 70% Asians and Hispanics right there. And you're still saying we have far too many white people? 10% 10% white people. I'm trying to think what campus that is. I think I have a typo. Um, I think that might be somewhere near San Francisco. Anyway. Um, yeah. Anyways, one of the college campuses, Northern California. 10% white people. That's it. 43% Asian. Wow. So this shows they're inconsistent. Their goal really is about control and it is identity politics. Well, yeah. White people are evil. And ultimately take down the majority that is white people. They want to break that up. And it's for a couple of reasons. They know that if they can continue to play to the other minorities, they will do far better. And it gives them power to say there is a majority that these other people are not a part of. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to use that forever. Eventually that will backfire on them. Uh, are are they going to have the same attitude when Hispanics are the minor, uh, majority? Majority, yeah. Are they going to start saying, hey, we got enough. Bye. Whites are now a min- minority if you combine all other races. Yes. And that was not the case in the past. No. It shows, once again, their lack of consistency. And they're not really concerned with helping people, making the world a better place. This is, this is eugenics. Hmm. That's what this is. Hmm. Now... To my knowledge, they're not talking about killing people. No. They're not talking about limiting uh, uh, birth control for certain minority or for certain races to give minorities a better stance or whatever. But they are using some master plan to design what the racial makeup should be. 
and who should be better educated, who should have opportunities. Yes, they claim it's based on, well, some people don't have it as good and we've got to give them a leg up and opportunities and whatever. Even though in America, without the feudal system, that was the beauty of America, that you are not stuck in a class, you already have a leg up. You can break out of whatever system you're in. Could be harder for some people, could be easier for others. But that's not only based on race. It's based on how smart you are, how talented you are, how athletic you are, what part of the country you're born in, if you have any disease, based on all of these things. But you can. You're not stuck in a class. But they want to social engineer based on race. And if they continue this and they get more and more power and they believe in it and they practice it, how long before they say, maybe there's just too many white people in general? Maybe there's not enough white people. Maybe there's too many Hispanics. (laughs) Maybe there's not enough. Maybe Chris Cruz isn't right for certain jobs. He should only have the ability to do certain jobs. Oh, heck no. And then you end up with some futuristic dystopian society. Yep. That's where they're headed with this if they continue this nonsense. Yep. Let people live their lives. That's what America is about iTarget Pro is going to help you live your life. It's going to help you live unencumbered by marauders as they break into your house because you're going to be able to more effectively defend your family. iTarget Pro allows you to target practice anywhere because you're not actually propelling around. You're not actually firing it out of your gun. It's a laser round that puts out a little laser bolt, a little flash of light that works with the proprietary app on your phone so you could see as you dry fire where you hit. Dry fire is great, except you can't see where you hit. You can practice, but you can't see. This you get to see, and you don't have to go to the range. Nothing wrong with it. You still want to go to the range. You want to still live fire, but it saves you time and money and makes you a better shot at your home, at your office, places where you may have to defend your family. Yep. You could ta- uh, maximize your tactical advantages by you know, doing all kinds of police-like moves, rolling on the floor, saying, what happened if they came down the hall at me? Just go to itargetpro.com and buy the system today. itargetpro.com. Don't forget the promo code DOC because they're going to give you 10% off your order. itargetpro.com. Speak your mind. 888-900-3393. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. So I got barbecue last night. I've been running, trying yeah. to eat healthy, and I'm like, I'm going to treat myself, get a little barbecue. Good. And it was uh, it was pretty good. So Brad and I stopped and got some BBQ. Nice. And uh, I was like, oh, I really, I got the sides. Ugh. What kind of sides? Yeah, mashed potatoes. I, I could get those. Cheese, no, you got to get broccoli. I got to get the vegetables. Yeah. So I got the vegetables when I wanted the mac and cheese, right? Yes, yes. I started scooping them up, and I was like, oh, I had my field of greens today. (laughs) I don't have to to eat those vegetables. (laughs) 
It was awesome. What a great realization. Have your vegetables in an easy powdered form. It's not an extract with Field of Greens. It's not some sort of just supplement. It's actually the vegetables. If you don't like vegetables, you'd rather have something else or they're troubling to make or whatever it is, don't deal with them. Go to BrickHouseDoc.com and order Field of Greens today. BrickHouseDoc.com and Field of Greens. You will love it. You simply mix a scoop with water or any other liquid, drink it down, and you get a full serving of fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Nice. You can get your kids to eat vegetables. It's more convenient for you to eat healthy and be be healthier in general. Just go to BrickHouseDoc.com. Alrighty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning place. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned the Papa jo- that Papa John's racism has been going on for years. <laughs> yes. What with no black pizza, no. but they have a white pizza. But they could go to Papa John's now. They could. We learned that uh, if you're named Elliot, you likely got pushed down a lot on the playground. <laughs> we learned John Kerry is a little more fair than other people. Uh. We learned that Shep Smith is a little more fair than other people. Oh, yeah, he's fair. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? All right, it's time for the Chris Cruz Initiative. Chris stands for Kill Racism in Stores. Oh, good deal. Yeah, I'm offering that to all the racists. Kill racism in stores? Yes, kill racism. So violent, though, so violent. Um, And how dare POTUS ask NATO people to pay their fair share? How How dare dare he use diplomacy Finally. You know, funny that Doc Thompson has time to get all those GDP numbers, but no numbers on procrastination. Oh, I didn't get those. God, yeah. God. I had them. I know. I see them. I, know. I actually see them right it's okay. there. okay. I still have tomorrow. Kirk okay. Jones, what did you learn uh, today? Spin of the dials, radio style, dials, text. What did you learn today? Go. I learned today, you know you're an old. When you go to a movie, you say, I like what I'm seeing. But I don't it looks good visually, it. but I'm just not sure exactly what's going yes! on. Yes. Yes. I can't argue that. Yes. That's the sad part. You're yes. right, Kirk. You're right. Yes. You're right. Uh, Chris, what, if anything, did the listeners learn? Jen that? saying, we were called tomboys and climbed trees, etc. We didn't identify as them. How many times have we changed? Hey, tomboys, right. Yeah. That's just good. Uh, and, C- then, and curly men. Yes. Uh, C42 saying, maybe we should boycott Thai food. Boycott Thai food? Yeah. In order to save the yeah. people? Actually, if they said, hey... Uh, if we don't clean up sex trafficking, no Thai food. Oh, we'd all be behind that. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana Chris saying, what I learned today, Chris is sure for Krisha. I thought he was Puerto Rican, not Indian. Wow. Krista is Puerto Rican. I mean, is Indian? Is well, the same? way he spelled it, Krisha, because oh, I said okay. Christian. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, just the, Justin, Justin the pr- I'm writing a new song called A Boy Named Dosina. Dakina. He did not spell it Dakina, though. That's what I said. D-O-C-I-N-A. That's Dosina. That's Dakina. No, this is a Q and a U. No, it's not. That's how you spell it if you're Hispanic or pronounce it if you're Hispanic. But I told you how I spell it. No. no. Shouldn't I know? It's my... Okay. You know what? You've triggered me now. (laughs) I did. Okay. So those new numbers on procrastination tomorrow. Do we have anything else? Friday Leftovers. Live. Live Friday Leftovers. Okay. We'll see. Uh, What does Glenn have coming up? He's talking about a lot of things. Okay. And what is he wearing? He's very cryptic today. Cryptic. That's very cryptic, yes, by the way. You say cryptic. I know. Remember, the Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six up for Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever, Wherever you, you are. are. Anya, now you go home. Steve home. <laughs> the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network.